Last time on Oh Baby Triple, the boys seem to have stumbled upon a great beast. Who does disturb my lair? We seem to be in a bit of a predicament. If we have to fight this thing, it'll be intense, but I think we can do it. Okay, but like, I'm smaller than his toenail, so I don't even think I can take him on. Like, I wouldn't have a chance. I agree. It'd probably squish me, and it wouldn't even notice it killed me. I'll say this again. Who disturbs my lair? Don't make me say it a third time. Ah, shit. Somebody say something. Focus on my voice. Excuse us, but we seem to be lost. Lost, you say, and you just so happen to stumble upon my home? It would seem so. Oh, uh, no worries. Where do you need to go? Um, well, we are looking for the town of Riverfell. Oh, I know where that is. If you head east, you'll make it about there in an, uh, an hour or so. Thank you. Very kind. Thank you. Why haven't you killed us? Kill you? Why would I kill you? You're lost. Just because I'm a big monster doesn't mean I just resort to straight up murder. Ow! What the hell? You idiot. You owe him an apology and I knew we should have listened to McCray and taken the path back there. I have no idea why we listened to you. Honestly, I am too. Wait, so you didn't know where we were going? Not a clue. Then why did you say it was such conviction to believe that that was the right way to go? Listen! One path was nice, and the other looked like it had weeds and shit everywhere. I assume nobody is taking that path, so I thought this would have been a better way. From now on, I'm gonna be listening to McCray. Holy shit, you guys sound like a married couple. Don't mind them. Thank you for your help. Um... The name is Jarakis. Thank you, Jarakis. Anytime, and good luck. So long. See ya, and uh, sorry. Wow, that was easier than expected. I guess we don't have to fight after all. Did you still want to fight him? No, of course not. Put that away. And so, the O-Baby boys begin their travel to Riverfell. What will they find when they get there? Why are they going there? Tune in next week to find out. Welcome to O-Baby Triple. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Oh Baby a Triple, the TV show, the TV show, show turned uh, radio show turned podcast. Um, and I'm your host Corey, and I am in a new state tonight. Uh, I'm living somewhere I've never lived before, and that's pretty exciting. We have a little bit of a different show tonight. We have uh, a guest host. Hello, it is it is I, Mitchell. Uh, last name redacted, but that's okay. I'm, <laughs> I am uh, a new part of the show, uh, only for this part, maybe possibly, who knows? But that's okay. Mm-hmm. 
And I'm Ryan, and I am not new to the show. I've been a part of it for a while. And I'm not just for this for episode. What a twist. What's, it's, what's it's a pretty twist? great. Truly. Yeah, so Mitch and I are actually in um, an Airbnb right now. So mm-hmm. we're trying to be a little quiet uh, because there are some house rules. And uh, you might be able to hear other people behind us. But um, I'll do my best to cut that out in the in the edit. Or Ryan will, I guess. I'll try. No promises, Use though. a gate. Use a gate. I mean, it creates a great ambiance. It you know? does create an ambiance. You know, it's, <laughs> it's a feel. <laughs> it's a nice feel. It's like, um, was it like 4D audio? Yeah, 4D audio. Yeah, yeah like a 4D audio. Kind we of have one. two binaural audio uh, mics It'll located be- on both sides of the house. <laughs> so... Oh, when awesome. someone's in the house, it'll sound like it's they're in your head. It sound like the sounds are in your face. It's like you're here in the Airbnb with us. Yes, crowded around a microphone with uh, two uh, <laughs> two headphones or two uh, earbuds. It's fan fucking tastic. I know. Um, professionalism at its finest. Yes, I should say just quickly. Harry's not joining us this week. He got a little busy, so uh, it's just Ryan, Mitch, and myself yeah, doing he- the show. So, uh, Ryan, do you want to tell us about uh, the topic? Oh, yeah. Tonight we are, uh, we're going to be discussing, I don't know, not tonight. I don't know. It's whatever time of day you're listening to this, I guess. Um, but now you know day, that we're recording this at night. Inside, outside. Yeah. <laughs> um, we're, we're talking about Studio uh, Ghibli? Ghibli? How, I don't know which way to say it. Is it Ghibli, Ghibli? or Ghibli? Because oh, it's like Jiff or Gif. It's, it's, pronounced, it's pronounced Ghibli. Ghibli? Oh, okay. The G is silent, so it's Hibli. Or is it? Or is it Gibbity? Hibbity Gibbity. Is it GIF or is it GIF? Or is it Ghibli oh, or is it Ghibli? <laughs> is it Ghibli? 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 Oh yeah. no. It's pronounced Jeff actually. It's Jeff. It's Jeff. It's Jeffly. It's Studio Jeffly. It's Studio Jeffly. My name is Jeff. <laughs> that's 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 the opening. It's not. It, it's Totoro, but then it turns into J- Channing Tatum, and he goes, "My name is Jeff." My name is. Yeah, it's, no, no, it's Vin Diesel who um who method acts Totoro by not talking for weeks on end, and then just kind of moseying around in a fat suit. Oh. Yeah, they actually they don't animate the Vin Diesel Totoro. They actually just have him uh, motion cap, but yeah. they just didn't. They didn't like. It's just the raw footage of, like, Vin Diesel looking around. Yeah, and what's great about it, too, is um, since Vin Diesel says so few words in this movie, he gets to do the voice acting for every language. Oh. oh. Yeah, it makes a lot of money. Cash money. Yeah. Hey, do you think it's yeah. part... Do you think uh, My Neighbor Totoro, then, is part of the uh, Fast and Furious franchise, just like the Iron Giant, because they both have Vin Diesel in it? Yeah. Yeah, since Totoro can fly, um, he's pretty much the fastest car mankind has ever known i mean they got that cat car they got that cat bus they got that cat bus you do not want to get in a drag race with that cat bus that thing can climb trees man (laughs) it's spooky it's spooky oh that's that's some noises back there right here it's like yeah we got a little girl in this airbnb yeah oh very family there's a small family. Hopefully, by the time we're like halfway through this podcast, they've gone to bed. They chilled. Mm. You know, unless she's a ghost kid, a oh. ghost child. Oh no! And then you're in a haunted B and B, which is great because it's the beginning of fall, so it's spooky season. Oh, yeah. that's perfect. Yes, it is, it is spooky. So, uh, <laughs> fantastically enough, we went to uh, a spirit Halloween prematurely, just so <laughs> like we get readied up. Yeah, um, we did, and I gave her her business card, and hopefully. Hopefully, the the so the girl asked what we were doing, and I was like, "Oh, it's for 
uh, uh, our YouTube channel, and we we directed a woman from Wyoming to uh, the Obavia Triple YouTube channel. It, oh, very good. Yeah, we're gonna get that clout, boy. Yeah, the why the Wow Factory YouTube channel. I should we're, say. Yeah. We're officially making widespread reach now beyond just New York. Yeah, towards yeah. the West Coast. That was like the point of like, uh, or Corey going from New York to California it was just so he can like, uh, network. Yeah. Oh, oh, baby, a triple and old factory. Yeah. Or oh shit. Wow, factory. Yeah. No. Yeah. He, he we got so far is one. Yeah. So it's one, one so far. Is better than our expectations. It's basically oh an infinite number of times better than what it previously was. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. that's, I would say that's a big improvement. You know, if yeah. we had like, a little graph, it would be like, you know, it would be like going past the graph. It would be yeah. like shooting out <laughs> onto the wall. Indeed and then like, there's like a hole in the wall. And it's like, oh, shit, we got we to gotta repair that now. And it's like, <laughs> oh, do you know, my cousin does uh, plaster or some shit. We can put that over. Yeah. So, so you want to hop into the, what, I'm sorry. Oh, I was going to say, beyond, uh, before we start our topic, like, uh, how was the trip up so far? How have you guys been enjoying yourselves on your it, trip across America? Yeah. It, yeah. <laughs> it has been, it has been a long trip. Mm-hmm. It has tested the, the iron strains and the iron bars of this friendship. Yeah. We've, there's been good times, there's been bad times, there's been basically the hero's journey, dude. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, you guys <laughs> live the hero's journey. Mainly Corey. For me, I was just kind of like uh, a bystander, you know. Like I was a guy that's just like looking out, looking from like uh, an, uh, a magnifying glass in, kind of with like a little popcorn. I'm like, ooh, this is a delicious nah. uh, hero's journey right now. Nah, yeah, hold, Mitch was watching. Hold up. Mitch, yeah. Yep, Corey, you're Frodo, and freaking Mitch, you're you're Samwise Gamgee. I mean, you both Yo, that endured like that it. hero's that's, journey. That's pretty. Yeah, that's pretty accurate. Nothing diminishes your spirit, Sam. <laughs> I, I mean, I remember the part when Samwise had his head shaved bald, and he was, and he looked like Mitch. It was a really good oh, scene shit. in the movie. It was in the extended cut. Yeah, and then he grew a beard out. Was I actually? Actually, the, the hair went. Rings? The hair went from the top of your head and then fused into your skull, and then it went mm-hmm. down to the bottom of your face, and then your hair went actually grew a beard. So the the hair just moved from the top to the bottom. Yeah, face. just migrated. Yeah, it migrated, migrated itself for the winter. Yeah, then uh, return. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, we um, started our trip uh, leaving Buffalo, New York, um, headed over down to Chicago, up to Minneapolis, mm-hmm. South Dakota, um, uh, Wisconsin. We forgot about that. Oh, state. Wisconsin. We did. Shout well, out to I've Wisconsin. Been... <laughs> we won't forget about you. <laughs> well, I've been skipping a few states. Oh, she is true. I went from Buffalo to Chicago. We I didn't even say Pennsylvania. No, the, we don't Ohio. care about <laughs> no, none of those. So um, <laughs> yeah, we went over and uh, stayed a, stayed at a shady hotel, Red Ooh, Roof. Yeah. Uh, stayed at a shady Airbnb in in South Dakota. <laughs> we <laughs> thought we were gonna die because it was out in the middle of a farm and there was oh. basically a little tight knit community with like. With like a five houses and a church, five houses and a little stone church, and oh. I was like, "Yeah, we, we weren't like any close to civilization. Like we was, weren't like right near the highway or anything. Yeah, it was like miles out into the farmland, and just boom, there's yep. like a little community. It's a half hour away from civilization. That would make me so like, nervous. Oh, um, it gave us mad midsummer vibes. Um, oh yeah, <laughs> but they didn't kill us. They were very nice. Um, they spoke German. I said, "Donk Shane." And uh, Lester, the owner, said, yeah, all right. And um, <laughs> I felt kind of bad <laughs> for speaking his language. Anyways, uh, and then we went on to Yellowstone was the... 
Oh, Mitchell, South Yellow- Dakota. Yellowstone was... Oh, well, there's Mitchell, South Dakota, yes. Yeah, there's Mitchell, South Dakota. That was very important for Mitchell. It was, part- it was a turning important. point. It was a turning point. It was really when... That was my hero's journey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was for me. That yeah. was you crossing the threshold. Yeah, that was me crossing the threshold into a new territory, a new world. Yeah. What was Wait, it like to be inside yourself? Wait, what? What was it like to be inside yourself? You went to Mitchell, South Dakota. You went inside Mitch. Oh. Mitch oh, went, went inside Mitch. Mitch. Oh, shit. Uh... It was pretty rad. <laughs> I saw the inner layings of my asshole in a process, and I was like, ooh. I was like, hot damn. Hot diggity damn. But they had a gift shop, and I kissed um the corn mascot thing that looked really blatant. Like, he looked ripped to shit, dude. Like, I bet like, a lot of people kissed that, yeah, that it was, statue where you kissed I mean, it. I'm surprised how I didn't, like get a like a disease by now from how many like things i've kissed that like a lot of people mm-hmm. probably also kissed or touched yeah <laughs> that's I how mean, i felt like when it came to the blarney stone for me like yeah, so many people yeah. probably kissed that thing and i totally put my lips right on that fucking thing and it's probably like right. the most disgusting thing ever in like all I mean, of there england go. there you go i mean i sucked the dollar bill like yesterday oh my god mitch you did <laughs> <laughs> so i mean um i'm just asking for like just death. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> that's your hero's journey. South Dakota, you just, we yeah, you, yeah. You stare death in the face. What? And you oh, laugh. Yeah, I'm like, haha, not today. <laughs> and he's like, oh, you like, like, like an old man in that meat. <laughs> shaking his fist. <laughs> mm, I'm gonna get you one of these days, little patty. <laughs> um, but yeah, we headed to uh, Yellowstone, which was uh, my innermost cave. Oh yeah, that, and that my <laughs> darkest time. Yeah. Um, I basically freaked out a little bit because I was like, I don't know. I was just being out in the woods, I guess. Just yeah, just being disconnected being from Being literally everything. one hour from the edge of Yellowstone because it was just big, deep, and I don't know. I was out of my, I was way out of my element. But after that, I got, I got okay. And then we headed through Utah to mm-hmm. a terrible Buffalo Wild Wing, and then to Las Vegas, and now here, California. <laughs> don't you just mean Wild Wings, Corey? <laughs> I yeah, think all was, Wild Wings are terrible. There is no Buffalo, New York, in those Wild Wings. No, there's no is essence it, of Buffalo in that shit. Nope. Is it true that in Utah they just bake everything? Because I'm pretty sure that's what my friend. Because my friend just moved to Utah, and he told mm-hmm. me that they mm-hmm. just bake all their shit. Well, definitely they definitely they definitely deep fried the chicken. They definitely fried up that chicken. It they, was crispy. It was... Uh, that, that's a loose term. No, no, no. The wings weren't. The wings weren't. The wings weren't, but the chicken fingers I got were. Oh, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, the, the, not, the not buffalo wings. The, the brushed on sauce the wings. The claim to be called buffalo wings with their <laughs> award winning. on sauce. Fucking... <laughs> they, they, they said they're award winning. We don't know from who or what, but they are award winning. Yeah. Uh, award-winning authentic new york buffalo wings were, were they ass. awarded like the worst wing ever it probably yeah, there you go that's a good one <laughs> I, we never thought about that but yeah and enough then, about us i think yeah how about ryan ryan oh i've been great uh i helped Ooh. my best friend move in so now he's living in my place he's actually just sitting in the living room playing video games right now um, oh cool so yeah. shout out to my buddy sean who's Actually, in hi, my Sean, hi Sean. Hi Sean. Does, and, he, uh, does he listen? A what? Does he listen? Oh yeah, totally. He, yeah. Th- oh great. yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. He's he's all about that life. Yeah. So. Ooh. Mm-hmm. That podcast life will tame in some some pets, some some animals. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I got. got I now have a lizard in my place because of him. So a bearded dragon mm-hmm. to be exact, and it's pretty Ooh. cool. And the bearded dragon is great. It eats crickets, and it's really cute, and it is yeah. adorable. 
what's their name but yeah so things have been going pretty well though yeah just been working a lot and just uh doing this and i'm probably going to be making a youtube video tomorrow so oh shit good be fun. just gloss over that question what's the um what's the topic for uh, or, uh, or is that like shh, that's hush hush it's my uh it's my long awaited second episode of have you read that movie where i talk about <gasps> dune yes there you I, go I literally have just been putting it off. I, I, I have zero reasons of why I never did it. I just haven't mm-hmm. done it because I'm just lazy. So, <laughs> That's, I, I feel those vibes. I can't wait because I, I read Dune with you while yeah. you were reading it. Yeah, so you know I finished that book like months ago. Yeah, you finished a long time ago. Yep, so now it's about time that I talk about it. But I just I also had to rewatch the movie and I really didn't want to, to be honest, because <laughs> I hate that movie. But I was like, all right, mm-hmm. I'm going to do it again. And it's worse the second time because I actually now have read the book and it's just worse. <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> but uh, I was I was actually planning to read uh, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, so I do apologize that uh, I didn't, re- uh, didn't watch like the previous one you made. It looks no, really well edited and really well done. Oh yeah, but I was just like, "You're like, we're getting into spoilers now," and I'm like, "This is uh, this is the time where I'll I'll pause the video and wait till uh, I finish this book, this big book." Yes, I'm also illiterate, but that's okay. It's not I'll, that big. I'll learn actually. to read. It's a pretty small book. I mean, it's just uh, I mean, for me, I read it in like a day and a half. Oh shit! So, so is that like the world breaking or world breaking record? Like, I gotta like read this book before yours in no. order to be the best best book in, in reader. and under an oh, hour oh god under no. an hour honestly <laughs> honestly <laughs> jesus i mean honestly i just always put a disclaimer on my videos just in case if people haven't read it or experienced that mm-hmm. thing i just don't want people right. to suddenly be like oh no he spoiled that thing and he didn't warn me so i mean because if you legitimately you. want to like read it i i then mm-hmm. that's great watch my video whenever <laughs> like okay. it'll always be there <laughs> I'll even make sure if, ten even years if you're from an old now, man. <laughs> ten years from now, I will, I will all message you and be like, "This video is pretty good." <laughs> and then I'll be like, "Dude, that video was like ten years ago," and you'd be like, "Yeah, <laughs> yeah, hell yeah." It took me a long time, but I did it. <laughs> I read the book and then watched the video. Mm. Hey, I got an idea. Mm-hmm. We're seventeen minutes into the podcast. Why don't we start talking about Studio Ghibli? Oh yeah, you right. It's okay. Just just a little bit of Studio Ghibli. Oh, Let's we talk have about, to. <laughs> do we have? Uh, well, we well, can keep just here, going with bits if here, we really want. To. Well, here you go. Here, how about we discuss it? It's okay. All right, yeah. now it's a <laughs> close Ghibli, up. That thank studio, you for watching. Thank you for watching, everybody. Please. Studio Ghibli is just okay. It's okay. Disney's way better. Let's yeah. just move on. Honestly, <laughs> super overrated. Uh, it's meant for trash plebs. Who enjoy mm-hmm. yeah, it's for- baby's first anime, you know? Yeah, yeah. baby yeah, baby's first ugly. Is um, weak baby man. Ryan. Give give us give us the give us the gist of our homework that was this last week. Oh, well, okay, so uh, our goal was to essentially watch uh, I think four movies. Um spread across mm-hmm. like the different directors of Ghibli because Studio Ghibli's been around for a while. Um Mm-hmm. It was, uh, Hayao Miyazaki is, like, the name of Ghibli. Like, when you think of Studio Ghibli, most of you think yes. that every movie is made by this guy. Uh, he was the guy that started it all, but really, like, there's also, like, a bunch of other directors that have come along the way. But we watched four oh, yeah. films. Uh, we watched Kiki's Delivery Service, When Marnie Was mm-hmm. There, Pom Poco, yeah. and Porco Rosso. We mm-hmm. chose those because these are movies that either some of us haven't seen, which... Uh, I have not seen, like, Kiki's, Pompoco, or Porco Rosso until now. And mm-hmm. really? uh, they're, like, lesser talked about movies, like, typically. Because, I mean, we could literally talk about Spirited Away 
and Mononoke and Totoro and things like that. But I feel like, yeah. you know, we can talk about something that we haven't really experienced a lot of, you know, that there's other works out there than the, the famous ones. So, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. so it's kind of cool to dive Truly. into the lesser known. Truly, like uh, picking up the rock and be like, "Ooh, what that is? Is some is some worms? Is some yeah? Well, well bu- that's probably a really really bad analogy. It's called like <laughs> what kind of bugs are under this rock? <laughs> yeah, with the bugs are under the rock. Julius yeah. <laughs> Ghibli. Oh God, it's got eight thousand legs. Oh, it's oh. got ants. <laughs> oh no, it oh. got ants, dude. Ah, oh, <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, um, I think I think um, it's definitely those movies. Uh, I actually watched three of them before, and I haven't seen when Marine was there. Or Marnie. <laughs> Marnie was there. <laughs> when Marine. Have fun. Who's ever listening to this? For me to mispronounce it every single time. <laughs> and so, uh, yeah, um, I I definitely didn't uh, know that you you lovey boys have not seen these movies, and uh, I am ready to discuss all of them. Yeah. And. Uh, can't wait to hear your sweet it's sounds. Especially Kiki's delivery. Especially service. Kiki. <laughs> I know that you watched that at least three times. Yeah, I watched it a whole three times, and over the course of twenty years. Whoa! Wow! And all three times, 20. all three times were when I was eight. Wow! Yeah, that's when <laughs> it's just really burnt into his skull. Yeah. He'll never forget got, the experience. I, I, I say I think I got a C on this assignment for uh, failing to rewatch Kiki. But I do remember it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, which uh, movies would you like to review first? Come on down, Ryan. All right, um, <laughs> Ryan. Well, let's uh, let's talk. I guess about. Um, I guess we'll start with Hayao Miyazaki, anyways. But we, we won't talk Kiki. We'll talk Porco first because. Okay. Uh, okay. It's because I know you're. You sound like you have a, like a deep burden with Kiki, so I'm gonna move that down a little more. So. <laughs> let's, so. Well, we, we definitely shouldn't. <laughs> we'll say talk Kiki about the other that. Miyazaki movie, Porco Rosso. Um, right. This is yeah. my first time ever watching it, so this was Same. a really exciting movie to get to finally watch because I wanted to see this because Michael Keaton was the lead in this movie, and yeah. I was really excited about that because I love Michael Keaton to death. Mm-hmm. He's my favorite. Funny, he's good. Funny enough, uh, I watched this movie twice, and I didn't know it was Michael Keaton the whole time. <laughs> I was just like... Man, that guy's voice is is just so, you know, sensual and juicy. I never really recognized. I was like, oh, man. They picked out a really great voice actor. And then <laughs> and then Corey told me, like, I think a couple days ago, he's like, yeah, Michael Keaton's in that movie. I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> he, plays the lead. Kind of, he plays the lead. And I'm like, oh. Well, I, I had a bit of a different experience watching the movie because mm-hmm. the movie comes up and it's like Michael Keaton. And I can't get the idea out of my head that this is just Michael Keaton. And he's putting, like, he's putting some effort into being a pig. Yeah. He's mostly just, like, I'm talking to myself. Ah, here's a one-liner. I gotta, I gotta go back. Yeah. I gotta go. Keep on. Keep working, girl. Come on. And then sometimes he got a little louder. But, no, for the most part, I thought his, his, uh, his delivery was a bit mellow. Yeah, yeah, it was a little bit more subdued than expected. But he did he did yell sometimes, and I liked it. Yeah. Um, the story of Porco Rosso is essentially like this ace pilot who uh, is turned into a who's cursed and turned into a pig, and essentially mm-hmm. uh, 
he gets into like a, a fight with this one dude and he challenges uh Porco Rosso to like this uh yeah. by the way spoiler alert spoiler. Match. <laughs> hmm? by the way spoiler alert oh wow I mean this is just a general plot I mean and then basically in stuff like that so you know and Porco Rosso has to essentially challenge this guy in a in a flight duel and it, I mean it's a lot mm-hmm. of fun I mean it's it's a very light-hearted very simple kind of movie yes um it's got uh, some action Curtis. in it and you know Curtis is the name of the guy he has to fight the the American Texan who who by the way is voiced by um oh cut around this part please Austin. uh please Ryan will was voiced okay. by Carrie Elway Curtis that guy yeah which is threw me off because Carrie Elway does not sound Texan at all and he I think he put out a pretty good Texan accent yeah and he was in that role he was in that role I'm surprised I knew that name like so quick. Yeah, after wow. I said I forgot. <laughs> wow. We totally didn't surprising. have to cut out a whole. He, he part just, of Corey it. just has a, a surprising. Ryan, you should cut around it, but leave the part where I say, "God, Ryan, please cut around." This. <laughs> a long-term memory. He he just has he just got like um you know like in Sherlock where he has a a mind palace. That's what Corey had to do for like five seconds. Yeah, it's like it's like Inception. I had to go into my mind and find my treasure chest of all my mind oh, yeah, memory like, ideas. Like Corey's just standing in like white, and then just like the shells are just like. Yeah, like the Matrix. I had to yeah. do that at level three of dreaming, and yeah. it was just uh, it was a mess. His me- he like he has to do some spring cleaning. It's let me messy. Tell you. Yeah, it's messy. Yeah. I get uh, I get up out of bed when I wake up and come to the like the surface level. I'm all sweaty. Because <laughs> I've been dreaming so hard, three levels. God, yeah. he's like a naked baby. You know, so when uh, Keanu Reeves comes out and he's like a little naked baby. Yeah, that's me, what Corey yeah. happened. Yeah, that's what happened to me. We are mashing up three like totally different movies. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> that's okay. Like three or four movies just got mashed up together. Ooh. Anyways, um, I love me some potatoes. Porco Rosso is a very fun movie. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, it was very like. I, that's what I really like about Ghibli movies. It has like a a nice theme like they always have a theme or like something yeah um like a moral of the story of how you know something in the real world is something you can connect to mm-hmm. and um i like how it's not really just like oh these are some sad time boys it's always a happy time it's always a good time yeah and um then it, it kind of shows uh in their character and in their uh in their ways of talking of like you know what's been going on? What's been troubling them? What's good? Why is why he turning into a pig? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then um, I I really liked the the side characters of all of uh, Porco Rosso because they're all very colorful and vibrant. And mm-hmm. you got Porco who's just like uh, I think after the movie I think he's a pig. I'm not too sure. <laughs> There's been a lot of pig jokes. There was a lot of pigs. <laughs> but yeah. I, I I don't know. That's just speculation. Like that's I um I've been seeing it in the forums of the ones I haven't looked at. But I've been I well, let's just pretend I did. Yeah. And uh, I think I, they call them a pig like six times, seven times throughout the whole movie. I think I think it was like six or seven times each scene. Oh, yeah. It was just like. <laughs> Don't be a pig. Don't Such be a, a pig. pig. We'll slash him into bacon. You, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Got like, it. Also, it was just like, we're making friends with the pig. It's yeah. like, I'm just a stinking pig. <laughs> or some shit. Just like every character, every even, voice actor. Even Porco, you'd be yeah. like, I'm a, I'm, I'm such a pig. I'm just mm-hmm. a pig. It's like, I don't want to fight this war. I'm just a pig. Don't worry about it. <laughs> it, it ain't about nothing. 
I just want to be in my Malibu Island or some shit and fly my shitty ass plane, but it's like limited edition, baby. Don't worry about it. <laughs> um, fun facts, I guess, about the film that you guys Ooh, might fun. not know. Um, yeah. The film was actually originally planned as a short uh, flight in-flight film for Jap- Japan Airlines. Oh, wow. Uh, huh. Originally, that's what it was going to be. It was about flying. So it was probably that like a sense. little movie that was going to be for Japan Airlines, which is kind of cool. And uh, mm-hmm. this was also based on Hayao Miyazaki's like, manga called The Age of the Flying Boat, which, if you didn't know this, Miyazaki actually started off as like a manga writer and artist. Because mm-hmm. um, he huh. wrote he wrote Nausicaa huh. Valley of the Wind first, like as a manga, and then he made it into oh, a yeah. film, which was his first, which was the first Studio Ghibli film, uh, oh, okay. by canon. Uh, but this this grew into a major feature length film, which is uh, now Porco Rosso. So that's kind of some Funny some interesting things. Ryan and I are Ryan, Mitch and I, while we were watching the movie, we're trying to figure out like what uh, what the creation of this movie idea was, and we figured it was like. Oh, when pigs fly, and then turning that into a whole film. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. You could easily make that that joke so so easily because yeah. it's just the first thing I thought too. How they didn't make that joke within the, the film, but it does make sense with the um the airline bit because it was like the beginning part. It was like a bunch of pigs like showing uh the little like recap, like how Ryan was describing like oh mm-hmm. he was a pilot pilot in. World War One, and they're in this in-between area, and he's called the Crimson Pink, but it's like in seven different languages. Yeah, and I was like, that makes sense now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not to mention uh, the airline bit to be like, hmm, if you're if you're on a plane, you probably would like a plane theme movie, like yeah, uh, airplane. I think that's the movie. Ryan, what's that movie with uh, the smoking ticket? Leslie Nielsen. Is it that him? Or he's like, smoking, uh, don't the, call me the Shirley. naked gun? Oh, no, airplane. Yeah. Airplane. airplane. Yeah, airplane. It was airplane. Okay. There's airplane, yeah. there's snakes on a plane. There's snakes on a plane. There's snakes on a plane. Which, yeah. Classic. Yeah. Which is a classic. Classic, I, classic. I hate this mm-hmm. monkey farting snake on this Monday to Friday <laughs> plane. I don't remember. What was Ryan, this? please, this is a family <laughs> This is a family friendly podcast. Hey, that Ryan, was the family friendly version of it on God FX. fucking damn it, Ryan. <laughs> Ryan, watch your watch your voice. Watch your fucking mouth. Watch your Shit. Jesus Christ, oh what the fuck? Oh wait, hold on. Everybody be quiet. Everybody be quiet. Mitch is about to do something. Thank you. That was me doing something. <laughs> God damn it. Mitch has got an energy drink. It's my Mitch juice. I can't I can't survive without it. Yep. Yeah, that only took a little sip, and that's it. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I know uh, Joe Hisashi did the music for Porco Rosso, which mm-hmm. was which was very good, but I think I did not really hear it. Um, usually Joe Hisashi's, like, music kind of stands out. I usually hear it. I usually catch it. But for some reason in this movie, I was so captured by the plot and the characters and what was going on that I was, like, not listening to, like, what the orchestra was sounding like. Yeah. Same. I, I felt that way, too. Um, even though I'm sure if you listen to the soundtrack on its own, it's probably very good. Like, it's probably very nice sounding, and it's, you mm-hmm. know, it's probably a really nice thing to throw on and stuff like that in the background. But, yeah, I mean, yeah, you're right, though. Like, when you're just, like, watching the movie, you're just so invested in, like, watching the movie, you're not even thinking about the soundtrack. Mm-hmm. So. Like. Is, does that make it like a good soundtrack then? Because if it's like embarking inside of like 
the movie and you're kind of paying attention to it and it's just like the ambiance kind of way about it yeah mm-hmm. um it kind of shows that like oh it's kind of like a part of the whole thing you get this whole like experience like this uh um watching it a second time it kind of like picked up like it's this uh sicilian like italian kind of like mm-hmm. um accordion yeah oh i other, did remember that I other remember adjectives that. uh oh, yeah. that are mama mia spicy meatball <laughs> yeah <laughs> and it was uh yeah but uh i was just i love the characters so much in this movie mm-hmm. um but before we move on to the characters i do want to know <laughs> Mitch, while i was talking about joe hisashi Mitch was trying to hold back laughter so hard he started crying <laughs> oh my god because i i was just like you, you were kind of going on about it and i didn't want to be like uh the thing was it's just like i couldn't hear it. it's like well if you couldn't hear it you should just clean out your ears silly <laughs> that was it yeah that was it that's all i was thinking about Okay. And I was just making it worse because I was just looking at you and like, what the fuck is so funny? Like, the fuck <laughs> I thought he was going to say something funny and then he started talking about the music. <laughs> but yeah, um, okay, there was that tangent. Um, but I, I I, really love all the pirates in this movie. Oh yeah, I love the... Just they have, yeah. they have no idea how to be pirates. And it's, it's very um, Pirates of Penzance of them. Yeah people who like they're kind of more cutesy and have more emotions than pirates are ever uh portrayed to have yeah they like they're cap they're kidnapping little girls in the beginning like a school of like uh, eight-year-olds yeah they're like a but part like, of swimming club mm-hmm. but like the girl they're treating the girls right and they're like no we can't we have to take all of them we can't it's rude to it's not right to like separate them from their friends so we have to take all the kids and then, like, they have to treat them nice, but they're also kidnapping them. Like, they don't know how to properly be mean. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I remember the girls were asking questions, like, are you kidnapping us? Like, yeah, that's right. It's like, <laughs> you kind of, so does that make sense? you like, yep, yes, do. And then they're like, you don't really babe, do you? It's like, well, you just thought what, don't you? Like, they're not even, like, vulgar, like, yep. like, trying to be menacing. They're just, like, just wholesome, like, tongue-in-cheek yeah just sons it's, of bitches. it's like they're all self-aware porco rosa is gonna save them and it's just 100 percent sure that he's gonna save them all yeah. have you have you guys seen uh castle in the sky at all no I, a long time ago but they're I I, okay like, well like the the airborne pirates in in porco rosa really reminded me of the the uh the sky pirates from castle in the sky they were pretty mm-hmm. much very similar they were both very like at first you're thinking well unlike the airborne pirates where they they seem to be like oh these are pirates but then they they're just kind of bumbly and kind of you just realize pretty yeah. quickly that they're not as bad as they seem or they're just really bad at being pirates like mm-hmm. the airborne pirates though in um uh which i'm called in castle in the sky it, they start off very menacing but then you find out that they're not bad at all they're actually like a bunch of good they're actually like really nice dudes and stuff like that and they're like actually there to help <laughs> yeah so it's like yeah. kind of a little twist on it where it's kind of fun and you know and this kind of reminded me a lot of that in a way because i was like man miyazaki you're just i feel like you just kind of re brought that back from castle in the sky but i liked it so it didn't mm-hmm. bother me i mean it's not like mm-hmm. a big deal so i was just kind of like oh that seems very oddly familiar and i was like oh yeah they did that in castle mm. in the sky <laughs> <laughs> Where have I seen this before? You're getting snappy, Miyazaki. I see through your gaze. <laughs> or it's like, um, 
the growing Gurren Lagan like director and like Promare and it's like hmm that's that blue spiky hair, hair the blue spiky hair and the pointed go- glasses this other protagonist he also has blue spiky hair and glasses mm-hmm. that are also pointy hmm mm-hmm. Um, I see you mm-hmm. <laughs> I see you there don't think you're being sneaky <laughs> Also, can I just say that this is a weird movie because in the fact of the matter that, like, they bring up a lot about fascism. <laughs> a lot. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they do. That I didn't expect. <laughs> like, they, they, like, brought up, like, the Italian government and, like, men going off to war and, like, pretty much, like, how women had to, like, take care of the men's jobs and, like, yeah. all that. Yeah. And uh, also, like, oh, you gotta pick a side, Poco. Mm-hmm. Poco, Parco, uh, you can't. That's you, a, a little Freudian slip. A little Freudian slip. That's gonna always happen to me. Um, I'm just slipping on these Freudian slip bananas. You, you try. You try. I try. There can't all be winners. No. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> so when Porco Rosso is literally saying like lines like "I'd rather much be a pig than a fascist," I was like, "Oh, oh, okay." <laughs> Yeah. All, right, all right. I was yeah. like, "Wow, a little anti-fascism thrown in there." I did I not expect this out of a movie about a pig flying a plane. <laughs> like, I don't oh, know yeah. why. I literally didn't expect it. I also love how everyone's totally chill with a man who looks like a pig, <laughs> just around. He's just a he's just a pig. It's just normal. Yep. They just treat it like sure. it's a, like a day to day. They're like, "Oh, yep, yep. That's the p- man pig." It's like. It's only his head that's a pig. He has human hands. <laughs> and I find that interesting. He has very human hands. Yeah. Like very, it's just big, big fat fingers. Is the rest mm. of him human? Like, is there any other part of him in this pig? His oh, feet. When we were discussing, like, he would have, like, a 30-minute or- orgasm. Oh, God damn it. That's <laughs> <laughs> something we were discussing. Like, is it, does he, does he, does he, like, you know, no, get off for 30 minutes? <laughs> you killed Ryan. <laughs> Oh my god, kill me. <laughs> I did it. Alright. But also, people wanted to fuck Parko, too. He oh, got yeah, feet. There's, uh, yeah. He got feet. He got hands and feet. Yeah, oh I don't know uh, why him having hands and feet is important. But yeah, he uh, was definitely like a hit with the ladies. Yeah, like in the plane. And um, I think the one woman in the bar, she was like... Yeah. I can't remember the dialogue, but... <laughs> she was he, like he super was, like, hitting on him. Yeah. Yeah. And he was like, maybe tonight, baby. And then a cut, hard cut to him like eating alone in the corner. Yeah, <laughs> that was a good shot. In fact, that was a shot you were like, "This shot resonates with me." Yeah, just, where he's like low in the frame, eating alone in the corner of the room at a table. It's just silent. Yeah. No one's saying shit. And like, yeah, that was like me in my college years, just in my fucking apartment, just hardcore alone. <laughs> yeah, but college loneliness yeah. aside. Um, the plane <laughs> animations I thought were very good. I yes. loved um, how I always I always find this fascinating about Studio Ghibli. They do like three D rotations very mm-hmm. well, like getting every angle and every in between angle in an animation like smooth and fluid to the point yeah. where sometimes it almost looks like they rotoscoped something, or it almost looks like they three D rendered it. But mm-hmm. um, I'm sure knowing it's Studio Ghibli, they wouldn't cut corners like that. What I also really like is, like, the world feels really, like, real. It feels like the geography mm-hmm. is, like, laid out really well. 
and it just feels like it's like i don't know there's something about the geographical space of the movie it just feels like it's like it's like perfect like it just it they know exactly where they are they're like okay well we got to make sure you know everything looks right and there's like the continuity is usually pretty good between Mm -hmm. like their locations and stuff like that and i don't know i was really impressed by that and like you said the flying is really good in this movie like i know miyazaki loves planes like he loves aeronautics and flying Mm -hmm. like he has a big thing for i mean he's made multiple movies involving planes (laughs) i mean yeah yeah it's true and flying not to not to mention i think like he he, they definitely like went out to italy like looked around and scouted out for like locations and everything and they're yeah yes yeah (laughs) and i and they're uh sorry my friend you go ahead Oh no! I was just gonna say, yeah, I actually would believe that they they probably went out to Italy and like totally took photos and then just were like, okay, so this is the area, and then they just drew that. Mm -hmm. I would believe it. uh, Yeah, like hardcore. I I think when it comes to like landscapes or settings for like places, they they have that spot on. They like absolutely. It's it's not even like. It's amazing too. It's not even like, oh, that's a place. Like, oh, that's a city. It's just like this really heartwarming, like, ah, oh, like a, a nice like photograph, you know, mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. of like an iconic city or something like that. They just you just get those nice warm feelings. You're like, I want to be there. It's just so just so fun. Just so you know, so nice. I could, I could sleep on the floor. I could be a homeless man just with a blanket <laughs> and a pillow. Like, <laughs> that's, that's how that's how I it's feel. It's not far off. off. That's how I feel whenever I watch Ghibli movies. They just feel so warm and welcoming. And I just <laughs> you could become like, homeless. <laughs> and yeah. then you become homeless, you know? Do we um do we wanna have like final thoughts on Porco before we move on? Yeah. Sure. Because uh is I'm just I'm just keeping track of time now. Mm-hmm. Sorry I'm yeah. being that. No, being no. That, that, that guy. guy. Hold so. on. Your I'm, host I'm, is I'm... doing his job. How dare he? Uh, how uh, fucking dare I Professional Podcast. Not in this house. Granted, granted, I was a bad timekeeper earlier, and we did start recording two hours later than uh, I originally proposed. <laughs> so, which is my bad. Yeah. But um, okay. I think overall, I really enjoyed Porco Rosso, mm-hmm. and I don't want to give it a, a star rating or anything mm-hmm. because I really do it. Just genuinely enjoy pretty much all Ghibli films. Yeah, yeah. same. Except up on Poppy Hill. Up on Poppy. I have never. I actually haven't watched that one. You don't need to. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair so um i would give this a out of 10 good <laughs> um i would i would say i really love it i i think um the characters are great the plane animations are, are wonderful they're like buttery smooth even after all these years um it's really a feat of like you know of how animation is played out and i would say it, it's it's worth a watch at least once at least with Michael Keaton, at least don't if you don't want to do it for us, do it for Michael Keaton. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's probably he, if you watch it, he'll probably look up in the stars. He's like, oh, someone's someone's watching it. Someone's watching Parker Rosso for me. Someone. And a little tear rolls down yeah. his eye. Someone's listening to Michael Keaton say, "I'm a known womanizer." <laughs> <laughs> and and then he jumps into Mr. Mom again. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I give this a nice brown sugar cured honey ham out of ten. It's beautiful. <laughs> nice it's, rum ham? It's rum ham. No, brown it's just, sugar. It's just rum ham, actually. Just rum ham. <laughs> Out of ten. Um, hey, it's what? beautiful, it's, it's delicious, it's and I get rum. drunk. It's just yeah. 
It's just rum. Um, yeah, no, I love this movie. It's great. I mean, I like all Ghibli movies, so I'm gonna all give them great ratings. So just expect it. But yeah, no, oh, absolutely. Uh, I love this movie. It was great. I'm so glad I finally got to watch it. I feel like it's been a long time coming, and I don't know. Like going through experiences like this, it just makes me go, "Why didn't I watch?" all of these movies like at once because it just reinvigorates my love for ghibli every time i jump back into watching a bunch of them and then it just makes me go why didn't i watch all of these in one sitting i I think they're definitely like one of those like ghibli uh films in general are always like when a new one comes out you're like (gasps) yeah absolutely and then um you kind of give it a little rest you kind of give it a little break but then when you come back you're like (laughs) yeah (laughs) it's like oh shit it's always great Mm-hmm. And it's just always a good time. It's always, it's never just like you look at it and you're like, I hate it. I don't want to get it out of here. Put it in the trash. I've had that experience <laughs> once. But, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which movie would that be, Corey? <laughs> I'm not going to say the name again. <laughs> I, I can't utter those words out of my lips. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Shall we move to the next movie? Yes. Yeah. What's the next movie, Ryan? Um, We can either continue on the Miyazaki train or we can hop off for a hot second and try a different director. How about hop you... off? Let's, All right. Yeah, let's, let's take a little break. Let's a little detour. Let's talk about Iso Takahata because he's a mm-hmm. really, really well-known name, and uh, you know he did Grave of the Fireflies and also our next film, Pom Poco. Mm. Ah. Which, which I mean, he's a much different filmmaker than Miyazaki. Miyazaki is all about like so the fantastical and uh, more. I will not to say that Pom Poco isn't fantastical, but I guess like, I guess like Iso. Takahata typically goes a little more grounded, typically. Um, but the, mm-hmm. Pompoko's, like, probably his more fantastical movie I've seen from him, because this is more, like, lore <laughs> and kind of, like, mythology like mythology background and, like, classic storytelling, storybook stuff in, like, yeah, Japanese definitely culture. definitely not grounded. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. It's pretty over the top. I guess you could say it's pretty balls to the wall. Oh my god. <laughs> <All right. laughs> <laughs> okay can we just we're gonna get the elephant out of the room yes it is raccoons and their testicles get really large and well, they right, use it to fight tanuki. people they legit they legit killed a man with testicles yes they that did is something amazing yeah I, they, uh, there's murder in this there, there is murder raccoons murder a man hold on actually they co- several i think they call them what folds or something like that because the disney because disney's like uh we can't call them balls but they so, call them bowls. It's they call foliage. them like sacks or something like that. They just call them like flaps sacks. or something. I don't remember. Sacks. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Big sacks. <laughs> Though, but yeah, there, there was a lot of nutsack. Yeah, there was. Although in the dub we watched, they did say balls. Oh, they did say. Balls. They did say balls. So. Oh wait, it was a wait. Was it a sub or a dub? We watched it dubbed. Oh. Or we watched it subbed. Yeah, we watched it subbed. Yeah. Oh. Okay. The the classic weeaboo tradition. <laughs> Yes. So over dubs. <laughs> oh, Ikidaki there you go. Um, I, I watched yeah. it dubbed. I only wa- I watch only Ghibli dub because the only reason why I do that is because mm-hmm. the dubs are all done by, like, legitimate actors and stuff like that. Yeah. Well, I mean, because it's Disney. Disney does the dubs for them. So they get, like, really good mm-hmm. actors. So I oh, love yeah, the yeah. dubs for all, like, Ghibli movies. So I don't oh, know yeah. if I could have uh, sat through this subbed. Uh, but no, uh, how? What was it like, though? What was what was the experience like? It was very cute. It was very nice. Yeah, it, like it was still like, it was still watchable. Like obviously, with any Ghibli movie, it was, yeah. it's more than watchable. It's enjoyable. But like, I I obviously agree with you too, Ryan. Like, 
like it's crazy because uh when marnie was there we still had to watch it sub because we were totally watching it on legal anime websites and not Absolutely. anything else when you say legal anime websites, that already makes it. That's like that's like a. We watched it self, on. That's that's like negating itself. We're watching it on Crunchyroll and Hulu. Yeah, <laughs> I thought you said and Fruit Loop. Fruit Loops. Well, Fruit Loop is a is a anime streaming service. It's a new one invented by me. That's um, totally legal. You pay me money, and I just like suggest anime for you to watch. Yeah, there it you is, go. Very much in the legal U.S. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but um, I thought the sub uh, was actually really, really nice. I don't know how, like, I don't know who they had being, like, the main protagonist raccoon, the young one. Mm-hmm. But um, his voice was, like, really high-pitched and very, very uh, innocent and cute-sounding. Mm-hmm. And I just thought it was great. They did a great job voicing these raccoons yeah. because they were all just kind of, they sounded like, just tiny little raccoons who yeah. would like not only be hyper realistic raccoons sometimes but also these like just monochrome yeah, like <laughs> these thin brown. 2d brown uh raccoon shapes that were just like kooky mm-hmm. um and the story of pom poco i can is it okay if i could just talk about this for like a hot second just so no, people you, understand what no. it is uh-uh. no uh-uh. We, uh-uh. not in this podcast not <laughs> All right. Well, yeah, I guess no, I guess this I guess is you a guys spoiler-free to... podcast. Go for it. Go oh. for it, bitch. All right. Simple. Sim- you hop it. Uh, the the plot really is like you know there's humans that are taking over the forest and essentially mm-hmm. the raccoons don't like that so they go to war with the humans but they like can transform themselves like they're like shape shifting raccoons so they like mm-hmm. can like transform themselves into whatever and stuff and they hone their powers and they're just trying to protect their homeland and their forest from the evil man because environmentalism humanity i mean environmentalism is like always a big topic in ghibli movies and this one i was like wow this is like super like in your face about it like even more so than typical oh yeah for deforest or deforestation deport deforestation deforestation it's really like over the top and just like fucking ridiculous i guess you could say it's it's balls to the wall am i right (laughs) 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 <laughs> that's right i made the same joke in 20 minutes it was it wasn't even 20 minutes it was like 10 <laughs> it was literally like a minute ago when you said it and i still laughed at it this is it's still as fresh as the first time i said it God but um yeah no i think it was obviously very tongue-in-cheek and very kooky and just like over the top for you know something that's like you know, super serious or super like, mm-hmm. you know, nothing. There's something that you you wouldn't really imagine like it to be like this. You know, yeah. to be legit, just like these goofy looking ass raccoons just trying to like live their life. Mm-hmm. I'm typically seeing like those commercials and be like, "This Bengal tiger is the last Bengal tiger in all existence. Please pay a penny a day and you can get this free T-shirt." Yeah, and all that. They should just make a animated movie about a tiger. Yeah, they should. And well, how it just you know turns into people. That's called that, Kimba. Yeah, it's the white tiger. <laughs> that's that's oh, okay. just the it's Lion the King. Pie. You mean the Lion King with Simba? Yeah. Yeah. Don't yeah. be a beta male, Simba. <laughs> don't be a beta male. <laughs> <laughs> beta males don't have the testosterone-fueled brain for complex <laughs> reasoning. 
Anyways, <laughs> sorry, that was a terrible, that was a terrible joke. <laughs> you know, I think about like Pop Coco, and I'm like, I wonder how they got Pop Coco. Where did they get there? <laughs> Why is there balls there around there? Where did it come from? You know, I think we really just gotta achieve the the ultimate goal, the multiple male orgasm. <laughs> God damn. <laughs> this is this is all. We're quoting a we're quoting a YouTube video, so. Yeah. If you guess it right, you get validation. There you go. I don't. Mitch Patty oh. will personally come to your house, yeah, knock I'll on your in. door, and present to you a gift basket. Yeah. What's in the gift basket? You'll have to wait. That's and up see. to you. <laughs> no, it's up to Mitch. It's a surprise between you and me. Wink. You probably didn't see that, but imagine it though. <laughs> so back on Pompoco. Um. Uh. Yeah. What's What's strange about this movie is I didn't expect the body count it had. There's a lot of death in this movie. There like, is a lot. There is a oh, big body count. There's surprisingly a lot. I was, I was surprisingly, um, uh, how it, it was just like, the raccoons didn't even give a shit. They were just like, I mean, never even a part of, like, in the scene when they kill people with their testicles. And when, like, the old people are like, hey, let's respect the dead for a second. And they're all like <laughs> giggling and shit, and like, nah, we just go buy it, we just go be lit, bitch, fuck you, shit. <laughs> and, and they're all drinking and shit, and like, um, yeah, having a good time. One had like a a, a sandwichin, that that was really butchered. Uh, a what? Uh, a, you know, <laughs> you know. Oh, a sh- a shamisen? Yes, a shamisen. I don't know if that's what it's called at all. It probably wasn't. It's the it, it's just like a two stringed instrument with a a hand sized pick. Yes. That. <laughs> yeah, it was. They were so they were. Yes, yeah, so they were playing music, Mitch. What else was there, Corey? <laughs> there was games. There was laughing. There was. Oh. I don't know. Drinking. Other other things. And there was a lot of drinking. But yeah, a like lot of dancing. A lot of dancing. It was just like I just like how it was just like yo, dude, you just straight up killed a man. They had. Yeah. They probably had a family and shit. And they're like. We got eaten shit and made it. Oh, when you're at war, you know. <laughs> yeah, when you're at war. There's no rules. War. War like, never changes. changes. It was so funny because, like, the scene literally, the one of the scenes, they, like, jump in front of a car. He just rolls off the road and just murders this dude. And they go back oh, and they're yeah. partying super hard. Yeah. They're like, yeah, we <laughs> killed him. And I'm like, and they're like, we have to kill more humans. And when they started saying that, I was like, what the fuck am I watching? <laughs> <laughs> this isn't a kid's movie anymore. This, this certainly isn't. This is not what, you know, don't bring your kids to this. Yeah. Don't, don't If you see it in your um, blockbuster or... Um, uh, what what is it? Electro or no? Fye. Yeah. Make sure you don't <laughs> you don't pick up this copy of this movie. Yeah. You know the the so the music in this movie obviously wasn't Joe Hisashi. It was actually a band called Shang Shang Typhoon, and they're a popular band from the 1980s, and uh, they actually did a pretty good job. I'm not gonna say much about the music because I didn't look too much into it, but um, I remember it being a very fun soundtrack. Yeah. Yeah. Was, what are you gonna say, Mitch? I was gonna repeat another joke. <laughs> I was gonna repeat. I was gonna repeat. Well, if you, if you didn't hear about it, you should clean it up. God damn it, Mitch. <laughs> but surprisingly, it was the opposite for me. Like I heard Pompoko's um soundtrack a lot throughout the movie, but or Pompoko, Pocoroso. But no, we are talking about Pompoko. Yeah. Well, I was saying like I, oh, I listened okay. to like I was more listening into um Porco Rosso, but with Pompoko, right. I, I didn't. 
pay attention too much, but actually, it was very, like, fun and, uh, kid-like, almost. It was in, like... In Porco? And, uh, Pompoco. Oh, yeah, it was very, it was very innocent in Pompoco. Yeah, it was like, hey, yo! And it was like, <laughs> it was like very fun drums and everything, and like, yeah. really light and airy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think this movie's a lot of fun, though. Like, I mean, even though it has a lot of dark themes and elements to it, I think it still yeah. has fun with what it's given, and it still has, like, this vibrant energy to it that... I, I, I don't know. I really enjoyed how charming it kind of got. And, like, yeah. even though it had dark moments where you're like, oh, that's like dead people, or oh my god, those are dead raccoons. Like, and oh, this is so awful what's happening to them. But they still always bring, reel it in with something funny or something cute or, you know, something that's just kind of like, I don't know, it just kind of makes that experience not as, you know, dark. Yeah. It's kind of like uh, when you eat sushi and, like, Obviously, it's like, ooh, this is good. Uh, this is, like, some tasty stuff. But then you have, like, the palate cleanser. You have the ginger and, like, the yeah. wasabi. And you're kind of like, mm, I got my tongue and mouth clear. I could eat more sushi again. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I thought um, what's interesting about this movie is I think it was animated. And it was uh, presented kind of like how... Uh, how quirky and how innocent and how fun uh, a raccoon is mm-hmm. when I was watching it because at the beginning they kind of present everything to you and it's like these are the raccoons this is what they do ha 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 they're having fun and mm-hmm. then it almost seemed like the movie was having fun kind of explaining it to you I felt like in a way the animation and the uh, the pacing of the movie and the way it showed things because it was like cl- it was like cutting back and forth between just so many things almost like a documentary just kind of giving you information yeah, and it was treating a lot of these like little 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 scenes as like just kind of fun quirky bits. Yeah. So I thought actually the movie was like animated and crafted kind of like how the raccoons acted, just yeah, kind of fun upbeat. Mm-hmm. Just they live a very fast and a very um, you know fast paced life, raccoons because they're you know they got to survive, and they're also spirits of whimsy and all that. So. I thought the movie had that feel to it as it was presenting it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not to mention, uh, the animators must have had a field day because they went from oh like God. realistic ca- cartoon or realistic <sighs> raccoons to like semi like you know GB looking raccoons to just like uh, like you find this in a newspaper or like a wet like a web comic kind yeah. of ca- raccoon <laughs> and like yeah. they just like switch like so quick like back and forth. And not to mention the the, the anthropomorphic amazing transformation scenes that happen near the end of the movie. Not to mention. Oh like, yeah, I can imagine like someone's like, "How was work, honey?" It's like, "I got I had like it was a whole day. I had to draw a, a raccoon's nutsack." Covering a windshield. <laughs> God damn it, like, dude! I had to, I had to animate a raccoon turning into an elephant, then turning into Buddha, and then turning into a jet fighter, and then after that, turning into a monkey juggling Buddha's head. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I imagine. This, this was like in a meeting. It's like, all right, we got all these things down. What? Could you guys do it? Like all the editors are like looking around, like, huh? Uh, <laughs> yeah. It's like I'll take that as a yes. We're gonna do it. <laughs> yeah. The animators are crying. <laughs> Actually, if you look real close, you can see tears. Te- like in the cells, you can see animators' <laughs> tears. Make sure you look. If you're not watching without your kids or with a loved one, 
make sure you look through, like, get a magnifying glass, pause it, and we're on the transformation team, uh, transformation machine at the end. <laughs> you tried. And these these slips, man. I'm just like, woo, uh, woo, Though. Good shit. Uh, yeah, it definitely felt like a very like a mockumentary. Would you call it that? Would you call it like a? It's kind of like joking around with. Um, no, because it wasn't making fun of the documentary genre. Yeah, that's the only thing. Yeah, this wasn't like a documentary uh, or anything like that. Mockumentary it would be close. It mm-hmm. it definitely it definitely uh, formatted itself like a documentary, mm-hmm. kind of presenting information, but. It was more like it was a fun. story. It was like more like a storytelling. Like I feel like it was more like a fairy tale. Like someone was reading it at a bedside, and like just mm. reading you the story, of <laughs> these uh, raccoons, which are actually technically tanukis, because they, they transform. Uh, which is in if you play Mario, to the reason why uh, yeah. when you're in the tanuki suit you could turn into a statue. That's it. That's the reason why. Yeah, that's it. There you are. And you you must know Pomboko. that when Mario is flying in the tanuki suit right mm-hmm. he doesn't have a pair he's not holding a parachute right yeah he, it's his oh. nutsack he's holding he's holding balls oh yeah i forgot it's, about that it's the sack it's the pouch <laughs> I, the, the raccoon pouches I, there, there's so there's just so much stuff going on in Pompoko that i just keep forgetting like even <laughs> when we watched it like a couple days ago i just completely like erased my mind how there was literal tanukis falling from the sky and guess what? Their parachutes are just nutsacks. There's just a bunch of them just yeah. going down. <laughs> yeah, a lot of them. Just all of them. And it's, I, it's wild. Yeah. I really like that they also had, like, the foxes in there, too, as shapeshifters. Oh, yeah. That was kind of cool. And that was like, yeah. oh, that's kind of neat. And, like, they were given that, like, option of, you know, survival of the fittest kind of thing. Whether the raccoons can be like the foxes and turn themselves into humans and just stay as humans and be successful and wealthy. Or do they stay with the people? you know with their pack and just you know go through the situation that they're going through continuously like i really enjoyed that Mm -hmm. aspect and element and i didn't expect that and i was like oh that's kind of nice actually and it's and i like the design of the foxes too in like both human form very strange when they transform back it was kind of cool yeah i I think it was a really nice uh world building aspect where it's just like you know it's not just tanukis talking tanukis but it's like they talk to like other Tanukis from other villages, and then like they also talk to foxes, and like mm-hmm. figuring out how it's kind of like the foxes were like an example of like how it's f- foreshadowing. I'm really just spitballing these vocab words, <laughs> <laughs> but um, it's more of like it, yeah, it, they were an example of like you know what happened previous to to a uh, uh, a wilderness animal and like what they did to survive. Mm-hmm. Yes. And it, it kind of made him like, like you were saying, like, do we try to do something different or do we try to, like, assimilate and be humans? Right. Uh, and, and they chose both. And it was crazy. And it was wild. And it was wild, dude. Eh? Yeah. And uh, speaking of wild, um, that one scene where they scared the police guy... I would shit myself. Oh yeah, with the kids. <laughs> yeah, with the. Oh no, with the, the the woman on the bike. Yeah, the woman on the bike. Where it's like, <laughs> I, she, she, she was like crying, and he's like, "What's wrong?" It's like, I have no face, <laughs> and he's like, "Ah, it's no, a- I'm Addy. Five million, bye, bitch. See you later." <laughs> no, and then he goes to the store though. Yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. Like, and then everyone in the store also has no face. He's like. Please, or like the off, he went to like his his uh his post, like yes. his, his office, and he's like, 
he's like, dude, I saw the crazy shit. And like his uh his officer or like his uh, higher up, he's like, did he have no face? <laughs> and he's like, ah, ah, ah. and then he just went to the market. He's like, guys, dude, shit, there's things going on. I don't know anymore. And they're all like, did they have no face? And he just like collapsed. And I'm like, yo. That's my flower. There's some. It was some crazy shit. Is it funny to think that the f- when I saw that scene, the first thing I thought of was the stupid uh, video from Harry Partridge, which was the Justin Bieber show, where the guy literally turns around and goes, They took my face! <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, oh, you guys. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. That's all I could think about that whole scene was just, They took my face! From the Justin no, Bieber I don't think show. it's weird, Ryan. I think you're still valid for thinking that. Yeah, you're I'll, still a beautiful human being, and that's why I'm gonna give you a kiss over the mic. Oh, thank you. Ooh. ooh. Oh God. This is getting sexy. <laughs> that's what. That's this you is know the, how that's love. Yeah. When, when when Mitch gets on the show, things get a little steamy. But this is the after hour ooh. show. Ooh. <laughs> I guess this, I guess this is the after dark show. So make sure your kids are asleep. <laughs> <laughs> make sure make sure you tuck your kids in bed because you're gonna talk about some raunchy shit. Yeah, We're gonna talk about like... freaking raccoon testicles and kisses over <laughs> the microphones. Talk about pig orgasms yeah, pig for thirty minutes. Um, <laughs> I, think, I think we should do final thoughts on uh, Pompoko. Yeah, uh, I liked it a lot. I thought it was very fun. It's probably one of the most fun, goofy, silly uh, Ghibli movies I've seen. It wasn't at all, like, super serious. It wasn't at all... I mean, at the end, it was very serious about the environment, which I, I liked and appreciated, but it was just full of whimsy. It was just quirky and weird, and I think a movie... You need a movie like that sometimes. You need a movie that's like a tanuki. Yeah. Um, this is definitely probably Iso Takahata's uh, more lighthearted works, definitely, for sure. Um mm-hmm. I felt, I mean, obviously, rest in peace to him. You know, he did pass away, unfortunately. Rest um, rest and, uh, but honestly, yeah, this is probably his most lighthearted because the only other movie I had seen of his was Grave of the Fireflies, and that movie is an like, absolute depression tank hole. So, if you, you know, so this was a very nice change of pace. I really like this movie. I didn't expect to like it as much as I did. I was actually not really sure how I was going to feel about it, but. I came out actually quite satisfied. I liked it. Yeah, uh, I agree with both of your points. Um, I think it was very fun. I I would say that it was certainly like I I can imagine like GB films like they always like kind of ease you into like the weird shit and, and you're like all right I'm on this roller coaster ride but like Pompoke was like nah we going in hard <laughs> like uh, all the way all the way they're having a like a goddamn battle this raccoon mom is gonna bang on a goddamn drum and <laughs> disperse this thing <laughs> and um i would say that it is definitely uh very fun very cutesy uh there was just just so much time there's so much repay replay value like there's a lot of Video uh, games. Re- replay value. <laughs> Choose your own adventure. Pompoko edition. Do you kill the guy with your testicles or do you let him slide? Who knows? Yeah. But, do you let him um, slide? I definitely think it, it, it's one of those one of, it's one of those movies that you could definitely like watch again and find like new things about it or like remember things that you kind of forgot about that were like a little hazy. Yeah. And um, I would kind of give this a one or two testicles out of ten. Really? That's yeah. that's a really one, low rating. Ten. 
I mean, that's a, that's a lot of testicle, man. <laughs> I mean, ten testicles is a lot. But yeah, only one, one or two, man. Yeah, one or two. Like you know, you know how much one testicle can hold. I bet you got <laughs> ten potentially. Oh shit! Yeah, I'll give this ten. Pit- okay. I'll give this. Um, how many tanukis were there? There were like what, like twenty of them? <laughs> like four hundred testicles out of ten. I'm glad I had no sway in <laughs> your opinion on this movie. <laughs> yeah. No. Nope. I. That was my own genuine valid opinion. And I'm sticking to it. It's just 400. <laughs> good. There What's go. up next, Rye uh, Guy? Next is another director who is becoming a new up-and-comer uh, mm. uh, lately. His name is Hiromasa Yombayashi. And he made the film When Marnie Was There, uh, which came Marnie out in 2014. When Marine. <laughs> Goddamn. Um, it was a, it was a uh, wonderful film. Uh, you and, say wonderful. Uh, I say it's still a good movie, and I I know that uh, Corey, you you have like some feels, so why don't you talk first? I guess about me? it. Me? Okay. Yeah. I think it's a very nice movie. Um, music is very good. Music is not by uh, Joe Hisashi actually. The music is by uh, Takasugu Muramatsu, who did a very good job. And actually, I did listen to the music of this movie in fact i went further than that i um i binged the soundtrack to the movie when uh after i first watched it because um the music is goddamn beautiful um there's a there's a point in the movie there's a theme that almost sounds like the uh main theme to uh, kingdom hearts the piano one not the uh not the song not the singing one Mm mm-hmm um, but there's just a beautiful like it, this movie's got some beautiful themes. Um, it, it's got a great like uh, cover song. Um, always something about being alone. Just me. Just me is like a great song for it. Mm-hmm. It's got a great like little tune that you hear throughout the piece. And even beyond that, there's a couple moments where like there's no real music. But it's just like kind of maybe ambiance sounds and ambiance chords being played. Mm-hmm. Um, like sonically, this movie is really well put together. Like there's a lot of sound in this movie to be heard. Yeah. Uh, more so than like Porco Rosso and more so than uh, Pompoco. Just I think because uh, probably like how they structure this movie, they definitely put a focus on music being cues two uh important parts of this movie mm-hmm. um so I, I just love the soundtrack it's so good yeah i, can't I agree see, i can't see a reason why uh music really makes sense to be the focus um it probably isn't i'm just maybe over focusing on it but mm-hmm. like you know the main character has asthma and she's basically going to uh revisit uh family or not revisit but stay with family by the beach so that where the air is cleaner and she ends up having like uh, a lot of, you know, weird experiences that change throughout the movie. Mm-hmm. So I guess music could be like a mystical thing in this in this film, something that like uh, suggests mystery and wonder. But yeah. yeah, I felt like this movie was interesting because um, should I just hop to it? What the big thing at the end is? It's a hero's journey. <laughs> <laughs> well, I had I had a feeling that like. 
it is strange that at the end of the movie you find out that Marnie is not a, a love interest that you know of, but um, but Anna's grandma is is a grandma. It was weird. That was weird. That was, and it gave me. It reminded me of Up on Poppy Hill. Upon, oh. The kind of like incestuous suggested thing, but not like directly. And this movie wasn't directly suggesting it, but I don't know. In my American eyes, it looked like they were starting a very nice girl-girl relationship. How sweet. Yeah, sweet little innocent girlfriends. Yeah, between grandma and granddaughter. (laughs) You know what's really Mm. funny is, when I first saw this, like, I didn't realize, like, I didn't pick up on that until the second time when we were watching it together. I was like, when you guys were saying, oh man, they're like, this might be like, gay romance thing, and I was like, what? And then all of a sudden I was watching, I was like, oh, oh, and then I started like, realizing slowly but surely what you guys were talking about, and then I was like, I did not pick up on this the first time I was watching it, and I was just like, because I was like, man, this movie's amazing, it's so great, and I love the story, and I'm thinking, oh, that's so sweet, and it's, just, it's the grandma, and I'm just thinking about how cute that is, and then all of a sudden, mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, when you guys are looking in on that level, I was like, uh, okay, I, I guess can see where you of... could, I guess you, I could see where you would get that implication, and where that would suddenly go in the other direction, but when you guys are saying that they were interested in each other, I was like, oh no, they're gonna be in for a world of pain when they find <laughs> out that this is, like, the grandma. <laughs> Ryan made us, Ryan made us watch an incest movie. <laughs> I mean, gross. Then again, he was, a, he, he was an innocent little boy, he was just like, yeah. it's so sweet, there's best friends, but yet, the yeah. best friend was the grandma. Well, yeah, I think it doesn't literally, help that Kate... I think it doesn't help that you watched it with me and Kayla, Ryan. Yeah. And I, I don't think it helps that Kayla and I are very online, and Kayla and I are both on Twitter. I don't know about Tumblr, but a, a, a lot of like platonic relationships, especially on Twitter, when people see them, they immediately start to ship them together into like real relationships. Yeah, like Iron Man and Captain America. So I think it might not help that I was kind of like predisposed to just oh they're getting close together it's a relationship yeah 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 i think that's media in general does that yeah it's the mm-hmm. media it's, it's goddamn twitter and the tumblr <laughs> it's the tumblers i see i see uh, uh benedict cumberbatch and the one other guy who's watson but i can't remember his name right now he's in the he's in the marvel movies mm-hmm. but <laughs> Bohoi Hari, they they do the stuff. Or by Hero Academia, that's a big one. That's a big one. That's a big one. That's a big one. <laughs> There's a lot going on there. The new season's coming out. There's going to be more of it. <laughs> Boy. Yeah. Will it ever. So it's like, you, you got you got those dirty eyes. You got, like, yeah. pink eye, you know? It's like, you got crust all your eyes <laughs> around it. Well, you look at Marnie was there, and you're like, they gay. Well, what did you think of the movie, Mitch? <laughs> um, mainly because I... I you ooh, you put me on a spot now, don't you? Jeez. Uh, I think it was good. It was definitely it was it was less like out there than most Ghibli films are. Like it was it was it kind of had that um, paranormal aspect to it, but it wasn't like hey, there's bouncing heads in this bathhouse that you cross through the road, and your uh, your best friend is a dragon. It's just no, kind of that like, wasn't that that wasn't that kind of paranormal. Yeah, it was mystery. that kind of yeah, it was not that crazy. It was just kind of like 
oh hey, you have a friend, but also, is your asthma making you hallucinogenic? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's what it is. Maybe it's that sweet, fresh, wetland air she was breathing in was just making her hallucinate. It's, it's, it's the smog. It's the smog. She's just getting so high, she was just like, bruh. I'm talking to ghosts. <laughs> She's never breathed this much oxygen before. It's making her high. <laughs> She's getting so high on oxygen. I mean, that's the thing. People do. People do have like like oxygen tanks, and you go. <sighs> I don't think. I don't think they have a reaction like that. <laughs> yeah. Who Who would have those react? Not me. I don't. Are you sure it was oxygen you were snorting? Wait, I saw the tube go up your ass, Corey. Were you feeding oh me farts? Oh my god! <laughs> Were you feeding me farts, Corey? I'm 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 jumping ship on this bit. No, come back, Corey. <laughs> I'll, I'll throw you. I'll throw you around. So so hey, come here, Corey, come back. over here. Come over here. I got I got I got some bit for you. I have something here. I climb on. Um, a, I climb <laughs> on Ryan's raft. Did, did you did you oh. know? Did did you know that when Marnie was there was was nominated for the Academy Award for Best Animated Feature at the 88th Academy Awards? Mm. I actually did think the animation quality in this movie was fantastic. It's beautiful. Yes. It's a gorgeous-looking like, movie. Animation-wise, it's fantastic. And then the uh, the backgrounds of this movie are also just... Oh, there's the scene where they're picking mushrooms in the forest. Oh, yeah. The forest is goddamn beautiful. As always, they keep it up 100%. They, oh, they yeah. never let down. No. That's, that's what I always thought was nice, too, because this movie came out in, like, 2014 while well, like, the other movies came out in, like late 90s mm-hmm. early 2000s yeah and they still kept that like feel of the old movies yes. of those animations like mm-hmm. within uh marnie was there this and- movie by the way is also guilty of uh referencing pigs really <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah right 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 yeah that scene where um you know obviously anna is just uh still in that stage of being sociable uh when she isn't too much because she obviously has dark past Ooh, and um when one of the locals is just like what you got here for your wish it's like normal life hey everybody she thinks she's a normie <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and, and it's like and it's like you you're just a fat slut you're a fat pig and she's like well well I never. And then she's like, I hate you. I'm running away. <laughs> and she's just going down the stairs and cries. And that's, right. that's me every every party. That's true. It's true. Hashtag relatable. Even when there's not stairs, I try to run downstairs. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, yeah, there's those. There's those scenes. Uh, and um, I'm like, this hits too close to home. Please turn it off. Yeah. I don't want to see it anymore. Because, <laughs> yeah, I definitely resonated with Anna, yet not at the same time, maybe because I'm older. But I can imagine at that time, I was I was just a little, I'm just a little emotional little boy. I'm like, mm-hmm. you know. I, when I saw this movie, I thought it was actually extremely emotional. Like, I was like, I don't know. When I was, I think I was watching it at, like, a very particular time. And it yeah. was, like, just the right time and place to watch it. And I was just... I don't know why. I just got really roped into this movie super well. And I just got very emotional while watching it. Because it was just... I don't know. There was just something about it uh, that I just love the presentation. And I think it really helps when you have that... Like you said, that soundtrack is so beautiful. It's, like... I think that really brings a lot of these scenes together. Like, 
if it didn't have that music, I don't know how this movie would fare. But I still mm-hmm. really, really enjoy this movie. And I hope that uh, Yonbayashi continues uh, his track record because I was really impressed with this movie. And I, I know he's directed, I think I think he did The Secret World of Arietti, but I didn't see that. So, But I would like to watch mm. that now because I did really like this movie. Yeah. And I, uh, I think, too, like the music was definitely the strong glue putting it all together. But mm-hmm. um, I also noticed there was like, nice social or character cues right um when you could see anna was wearing the same shirt and everything from like the first half but then it was pretty much like blue and like uh marnie was like green showing like sociable kind of like relaxing Mm -hmm. and then um when it was flipped she was actually wearing like purple or like red showing more of like her courage and everything Mm -hmm. Ooh, that's a good thing to pick up on that's some. Yeah, a, that's some art. I know. I know green in Japanese. Actually, it's funny that you mentioned that because um, American color theory and Japanese color theory are very different. Really? Like green is envy in oh. America, but in Japan, because they're so tied with nature, uh, green is actually more about uh, like pureness and uh, I think it's about like being good, doing good, being one with nature, being a good person. Yeah. And, like, red in America is, like, love and passion, while red in Japan is something... I don't want to say anything... I don't want to say anything I'm wrong about, because I know it's different. Yeah. Specifically, like, color theory changes from, like, culture to culture. Yeah, absolutely. Like, um, I think, uh, like, red means, like, courage, determination, and love in Japan. Mm-hmm. Um, where red here in America is, like, anger and, like... Usually, yeah. Anger, like, you know warning or stopping or caution mm-hmm. and like uh also too i think yellow was put in there like uh the kid that was moving into the mansion as well yeah she was very spry and sprungy and like yep she was wearing a yellow dress she was wearing a yellow dress so a little character design for you um there you go always uh, think about color always think about color always look at the colors i sure do i'm colorblind <laughs> <laughs> Also, uh, there was something that we noticed while watching this movie is that uh, this mm-hmm. is a movie about you, Mitch. This is um, Anna is obviously you, and the wetlands yes. is your soul searching, and the soul yes, searching yes. makes you see visions of of a, of, a, of what would be a young girl, but instead you got Phil Hastings. I got Phil Hastings, You're, and I was like, and I love you forever, Phil Hastings. Don't leave me. And then he's <laughs> like, I'm your grandpa. <laughs> I'm your grandma. I'm surprised you're so willing to name drop <laughs> Phil. Yeah, I don't get <laughs> Shout out to Phil Hastings. Um, <laughs> you changed my life forever. Thank you. I definitely gave up gaming and uh, became a new life as a Buddhist monk. Yeah. yeah, yeah after true. soul searching. After soul searching. Yeah. Found my one my passion. Anna Anna's an artist just like you, Mitch. She she oh, draws and all this there other stuff go. and it's perfect. I was like, Oh my god, Anna is just is just Mitch. They're it's one and the Mitch. same. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's just Mitchell name redacted. Redacted, name redacted. Even though I, yeah. I think I put my last name there. We could probably edit that one out, and probably Phil Hastings too. We could probably edit him out, and, <laughs> and the other name chop that I just had. We could probably edit him so out. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not back. editing nothing out. So everybody, you think, I, you think <laughs> I'm gonna have time for this stuff? <laughs> I'm keeping it raw. Welcome I'm keeping it as raw as can this be. Awkward break. <laughs> at this awkward inside joke break. Yeah. Welcome back to the show, everybody. Um, I th- 
think we should probably get to doing final thoughts on Marnie soon. Yes. Yeah. Is there let's anything do that. else we want to talk about with it? Uh, the characters in this one were like the side characters. I mean, we're we're definitely mm-hmm. more of like as 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 they are like side characters. They weren't they weren't really there, but they definitely helped. They were like supportive. Yeah. Uh, metaphorically and uh, actually. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Uh, for Anna and they and they were like nice. They were like little calm. They were like yeah. little little droplets of personality yes. in there. And you're like, ooh, I like that. I like yeah. that little personality you got. I love the American cast. Really gave a lot of personality to the characters, and I love that. Yeah, mm-hmm. like John C. Riley was perfect. Unfortunately, Mitch and I watched it subbed on our legal mm-hmm. anime sites. Ryan and I watched it dubbed when I was back in Buffalo, New York, on and illegal yeah. DVD players. On illegal DVD. Illegal and, um, I, I loved the American cast for this movie. Mm-hmm. It was very good. Yeah, so, I agree. So, final thoughts. What did you think, Corey? I thought this movie was a lot of fun. It was a lot more serious of a movie and definitely had a more emotional weight to it. Um, I didn't end up crying, although I know Ryan at one point cried watching this movie. Um, but... I, I did think that um, the movie was a little slow-paced, but in a good way. And um, oh, just beautiful. It looked beautiful. I think this movie kind of fits that every frame of painting description. Especially when... Uh, I, fr- I, didn't, I can't believe I didn't bring this up. Anna, Anna falling is my favorite in this entire <laughs> movie. She fall, Every time she falls, it's like sudden and looks like it hurts so much. Like... She just got face plants every time she falls over, and it's just—it's just so sudden and so sad. But otherwise, this movie is very beautiful. Um, yeah, I, I think this is a really great movie. Um, you know, it's—it's it's a movie that if you're going in with logic, it's not the best. because uh, like the fantastical elements, in my opinion, don't really make a whole lot of sense when you're really thinking about it and all that other jazz this is like a movie that you watch purely on an emotional level um you know things like that so when you're going into the more fantastical elements of this movie which aren't as fantastical as like a miyazaki movie or or even like pompoko or something like that but like Mm -hmm. this is definitely a more serious film it does uh but it does try to it's more of an emotional film and i i personally really like this movie a lot uh even still um even though yeah, they do tease that whole relationship thing between Marnie and Anna, Oof. and then you find out that it's not really a relationship thing, and that was a little disappointing for you guys, but I don't know. I mean, I still don't think that... I mean, that does not detract anything from me, personally. I still love the cast. I watch this in English all the time, because the English voice casting is yeah. really good. Um, mm-hmm. I think this is a beautiful movie. I love the soundtrack to death. It is probably by far one of my favorite Studio Ghibli movie soundtracks out there. Um, mm-hmm. and if you, there's any way you can listen to it, please, please give it a listen. It is absolutely gorgeous and beautiful. And Good music. Yeah, I just, I really do love this movie. I mean, even on my second view, I definitely really, really enjoyed my time watching this uh, a lot. And I, I still hold this movie very close to my heart. So I, I, I will always, always, always recommend this movie to anybody who hasn't seen it. Hmm. Uh, you can find their soundtrack on Spotify and SoundCloud. <laughs> it's it, I, I looked. I actually looked it up on Spotify. I couldn't find it. 
Oh, really? Never mind. It's not on Spotify. It could be somewhere at your local record store, wherever those be. Probably yeah. near the Blockbuster and uh, FYE <laughs> I was talking about. Maybe but, it's in the maybe it's secretly in the back of a Bed Bath and Beyond. You just didn't know it. <laughs> just like in the movie the uh, Click. Section. Yeah, you just gotta like shuffle some pillows, and it's like, there it is, the soundtrack. You're like, yoink, yoink. <laughs> <laughs> That's gonna be for me. Mm. Mm, delicious, delicious orchestrative music. Mm. Yes. But um, I would say my final thoughts are: it's a very lovely movie. It's definitely for those people who are going through some rough times or if they're not really finding themselves um within you know their current situation and you know feel like they're at a loss or they feel alone Mm. um i feel like this movie is definitely something that you can resonate with or um you can definitely um watch even with without those with or without it's really just a nice film um to you know resonate with or to connect with and to just enjoy the the prettiness and the loveliness of everything um and i would give this uh movie a grandma shipment out of 10 <laughs> god damn it mitch <laughs> <laughs> i hate it stop yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I didn't say nothing i just said uh, you gotta just ship grandma. You gotta put. You gotta put her in a box. You gotta put a little UPS yeah, say, label on didn't it. Didn't say who to ship her with. Yeah. Anyways, oh FedEx, UPS, UPS, <laughs> USPS. Any. Uh, not sponsored. Speaking of delivering. Mm-hmm. Speaking of deliveries and. Oh. Yes. Segway. Yeah. You're welcome. Yeah. Ooh. That was a good segue. I like that. That was good. Oh, yeah. I'll yeah. give that segue. <laughs> you didn't see it, but I dabbed. Yeah. I, I'm giving that a. I'm giving that a. A freaking ten out of ten on that segue. That was a good <laughs> that one. Segue. Yeah, I I, I'll a, give a segue a segue. Ten. The segue awards. Yeah. I think we should start documenting every good segue we do. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just just announce when the segue was good, <laughs> all <Yeah>. the time. <laughs> um. So the next movie is uh, Hayao Miyazaki's film Kiki's Delivery Service from, uh, uh, which came out in 1989, uh, mm-hmm. and uh, it's uh, based on a novel. Uh, from 1985 uh, and it's a coming Ooh. of age fantasy film uh, mm-hmm. slash slice of life uh, story about a young witch who is leaving her home at the age of 13 whopping 13 I mean mm-hmm. you know didn't you just leave your parents at age 13 and just decided yeah, well, to... Ash left home at 10 so she's a little late to the party yeah she, she was like she was staying mm. there for too long she was like bumming on the couch be like you're like, when are you gonna get a job? He's like, shut up, mom. Looking. <laughs> exactly. See, we've all been there. So, at age thirteen, she leaves her family's home. She travels to whatever uh, areas or towns or villages or whatever or cities that are around and mm. tries to get a job. And essentially, she finds like this bakery where she meets this woman who's uh, pregnant and stuff like that. And uh, she offers to deliver goods for them and it's essentially that's really all about it and it's just the day in the life of kiki and just the things that she does around town and the people she meets and she's just doing her delivery service and just trying to get situated in this new city which very mm-hmm. very relevant especially for you Corey, getting you know traveling and trying to get yourself settled into a new location yes. that you're not familiar oh, with I was gonna make that point too. Yeah. I was gonna. I was gonna. Like, so Corey, what do you think of this movie? Considering you moved to California, 
Well, I mean, moving is a huge thing. Like, she takes it really well in the movie, <laughs> if I remember. Moving is, like, pretty, pretty like, exciting for her. But there is mm-hmm. a part of the movie where she does get, like, depressed because things don't always go out how you expect. You know, things kind of, you kind of, maybe with the big change, lose sight of what you're doing. And, um, I mean, in the movie, she has, like, to, you know, find her new goal, re-find her, like, inspiration for, uh, like, being a witch. And kind of like me, you know, there's been points where I'm, like, upset about moving and didn't want to do it. But, I mean, now that I'm out here, I think I'm finally getting a stride. I think I'm finally finding some people. Uh, definitely working towards uh, finding work uh, to like get an apartment and uh, slowly start working towards you know movie making this thing the stuff that I want to do um, but I mean like just today uh, I got a uh, opportunity to apply to a uh, uh, soap a soap shop a uh, Universal Studios CityWalk has a uh, soap treat, bath treat, mm-hmm. I think is what it is, mm-hmm. uh, soap store, and they're hiring. So I was like, you know what, while I'm looking for, you know, film work, this is looks like a great job. This Sh- looks like an awesome job. Good smells. Shout out to shout out to the City Walk bath place. <laughs> uh, please sponsor us. Uh, you can you can have the P.O. box. Um, we have a guest five, on the five, show. Five, start taking over oh baby, sponsors. a triple road at... California Boulevard, New York, one four two six eight ten twelve um six seven. But yeah, uh, I think <laughs> I think moving could be moving could be scary, and there's a lot of there's a lot of ups and downs that go with it. So did you also uh, fly around on a broom and deliver things like a Postmate? No, but much like a broom, I flew around my car. Oh yeah, that's right. And I delivered my body. From New York oh. to California. <laughs> that that yeah, sounds like prostitution. Like, like <laughs> yeah. I, I think that's. I a, think it fits. I think it works. Yeah. I think it was a good use of that term. Am I Gigi <laughs> in, in this scenario? Yeah, you're, this, the, yeah. you're the cute cat that I lose. I can't talk to anymore. Yeah, I'm Billy Crystal. Wait, is that. Wait, who? No, oh, no, Billy that's, that's Phil fire. Hartman. That's Phil oh, that's Hartman. Hartman. Uh, by the oh, way, he, rest in peace, Phil Hartman. He's super rest dead. Rest in peace, Phil Hartman. Yes. Yeah. He was a good boy, and uh, but yeah, he plays as uh, Gigi the cat, and Kirsten Kirsten Dunst plays as Kiki, which is kind of weird. Huh? Wait, really? Yeah, Kir- yeah. Kirsten, Kirsten Dunst plays as uh, Kiki in the uh, d- in the uh, English version, uh, the Disney yeah. version. So Yo, John C. Riley, Michael Keaton, <laughs> now this just blowing my goddamn mind here. I mean, the, the yeah. thing is that Studio Ghibli movies are, I mean, they're all produced by Disney, and Disney just brings, like, actual legitimate actors and just says, hey, play in this anime movie, and they're like, okay, <laughs> and they just okay. do it. So, like, mm-hmm. the, that's why, like, it's, like, really bizarre how, like, good these, like, voice act, like, the voice acting is in all these movies. Yeah, these they're done by, like, like, super good, like, voice actors. Some, like, um, some dubs, like, recently, like... And they're like, what are you doing over there? And you're like, uh, no, get out of here. Yeah. Yeah. yeah th- like, usually I would turn off a dub, but because these are, like, real act, like, real, like, yeah. professional it's... actors that usually mm-hmm. are in, like, movies that we see, like, on the big screen, they know how to, like, yeah. act, voice act super well in animation. Yeah. And it's, like, it works super well. And I think, well, I Ryan. think everybody does a really good job. Like, I think Kirsten Dunst does a really good job as Kiki and... Phil Hartman does a great job as Gigi, and you know I think most of the voicing is amazing. Well, Ryan, 
Voice acting is acting. What is acting? Voice acting is acting. It is. It is. You are right, Corey. Not Corey, a voice did, did, did you know you voice? Did you did it. Vo- there's a reason why there's a word after voice. It's called acting. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you for the praise. Um, uh, so should we give you an Oscar right now, Corey? Yeah. Since, you know, uh, we, you've made such budget. a great discovery. It's a bad, it, that's a bad idea. That's a bad idea. That's not in the old baby budget. We got two whole dollars. I know that being a guest <laughs> yeah. and everything. I just know everyone's financial needs. And you also know the address that we yeah that we hold. Yeah, the, the old baby. California, New York. Yeah, California, California. New York. One, four, ten, seven. I am mixing this all up, but you can still yeah, it's you, all fun. You can still try to find it. But yeah, yeah. Ryan, what did you think of Kiki and her delivery service? Um, I'm gonna be honest. It was kind of my least favorite out of the ones that we watched. Oh no! Music um, also by Joe Hizashi. But to say it was a bad movie uh, would be a shame because it's not Sorry, a bad just movie. Had to drop that in there. It's 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 just a little slow. It's just definitely like it's very cutesy. It's very mm. slow. It's it's slice of life, and if you really like the way that sounds, it's like a more of like an aesthetic film than it really is anything else. It's just like you just enjoy watching this girl fly around on a broom doing things and just talking to people if you think Mm. that sounds great then you'll probably really love this movie and that's great i i think it's like pretty good but overall i would say out of all the movies we watched it's probably my least favorite because it's just a little slower um for me personally but i mean it still has a really nice aesthetic to it i still really enjoyed like the landscapes and i love the like design of like the towns and the village it felt like like an old germany or like a you know very european town which mm-hmm. i really enjoyed that i don't know why it just it just made me go wow that is wonderful just really mm-hmm. wonderful so yeah um you know it's it's a cute movie it's a sweet movie but you know it's not like my one of my all-time favorite ghibli movies and it's probably like my least favorite out of the list of ones that we watched tonight I mean, not tonight, but like you know, tonight. over the yep. time before we recorded this. Right. We actually just watched this all in one go, and then we just press record. And yeah. Then, and then <laughs> yeah. Of course. That's how, of course. That's how it always goes. We just play all four movies at the same time. <laughs> we had it's like all like four different. You know, it's like the yeah, uh, we have four PS- TVs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, I was thinking like PS2 era, where it's like you know it has these like small screens that everyone had to like like squint their eyes to like see what's going on in their like little corner yeah like for multiplayer games yeah yeah it's like that though uh i agree with that um i think it does play well where it's like it it definitely sets up a lot of things like it shuts up a lot of characters that kiki recognized or talked to once and then kind of came back later in the film which i thought was really nice Mm -hmm. um i definitely loved the city it was like really love i love how they like got down that like um kind of setup of like hey they're on a hill there's like a very like beautiful like stairs and like ships and boats and like they have a dock and like it was very very accurate and very pretty and very um just all around and then uh yeah i think uh it is very like out of all of the movies it's it's very um just chill just kind of like there's nothing like super crazy going on like i mean there's a pig flying a plane there's uh uh <laughs> yeah there, there's a 
a, a girl finding herself um, through this, you know, small town, and then also like a, a, a tanuki killing a man with his nutsack. But like Kiki was just like, righteous. Kiki's like, I'm early days postmates or Uber Eats. You want this <laughs> shit? You can, you can give it to me. I'll deliver right to your door. Though, mm-hmm. so, um, I really like the characters. And these, like, they, they really nailed the characters in all, of, like, their movies, I, I, I would say. And I also enjoyed uh, how Kiki was, because it uh, was kind of accurate to being in a new city, being from, like, hey, you're in this small town, to, oh, fuck, there's a lot going on. You don't know what the fuck is happening. Uh-huh. And, like, how she interacts with, like, um the kids similar to her age along with like trying to be on her own and wanting to you know fit in but yet couldn't really because she didn't have any clue what was going on yeah that's it (laughs) that's it that's all of it that's all my final that's my final thoughts actually (laughs) (laughs) all right uh Corey, you sounded like you had a little history with this movie so i watched it when i was a kid um and I probably it was probably one of those movies that my grand grandparents just got from uh, the movie store, whether it was blockbusters or it, it was the, it was the blockbusters probably, probably blockbusters. And uh, you know, when you're a kid, you just watch movie a bunch of times, you watch it over and over again. I did it with Spirit Away too and Howl's Moving Castle. Oh, I love Howl's Moving Castle. And um, I mean, Kiki's mm-hmm. Delivery Service was just a movie that I guess uh, we would kind of play. It it was in the background while we were either watching it and maybe it would play a second time and we were probably just messing around playing and uh yeah so i've definitely seen this movie a couple times but um it's one of those things like when i was eight so it was it's years ago i've seen this movie and from what i remember it it was just a lot of fun i remember wishing i could fly i remember wishing i could do like fly like the kiki could and talk to animals i always thought that would be like super cool but I haven't flown yet. <laughs> yeah, you tried it a couple of times. Like you were just like kind of flapping your wings and just kind of like yeah. jumping off the roof. But I, I can talk to animals. Yeah. Yeah, they don't talk back. Oh, okay. I mean that's that kind of counts. You're halfway there. Yeah. I I would think you're, you're yeah, on your yeah. way to um, being one with the animals, and soon you'll just I'll find you naked in the forest. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully not dead. No, no. I would say you're pretty much alive, but you'd probably be like. Of speaking animal tongue at me. Probably, I buzz buzz. Buzz like buzz, Corey, buzz. Corey, it's me, it's me, bitch. <laughs> buzz buzz. Sting sting. Oh no! Ah, why is your elbows just so pointy? So, yeah, just a little bit of history with this movie. I have. Hmm. Do you have any history with it, Ryan? No, I. This is my first time watching it. Huh. Oh, <laughs> I've, <laughs> I've never seen this until just now, uh, uh, because I've just. I don't know. I've always known about it because like, there was like back when I used to like watch movies like on VHS and stuff like that, and the Disney movies I had. This was mm-hmm. one of the trailers was Kiki's Delivery Service, and I was always aware of its existence. I just never watched it until uh, till now because I yeah. I just always like put it off to the sideline, just going, eh, I'm sure I'll get around to it. And I knew it was kind of more of a slice of life, so and I know that slice of life isn't particularly one of my uh, f- favorite genres, but you know. Um, I knew I would somewhat probably appreciate it and enjoy it because it's Miyazaki. Mm-hmm. So, um, 
But yeah, no, I mean, it's it's, it's very sweet and enjoyable. So, yeah. I mean, it's surprising It's surprising because I don't have a ton to say about this movie, but uh, there's also, like, uh, Tombo, that geeky boy. Uh, we, we haven't oh, yeah. really talked much about him, but uh, he's definitely a little bit more of the entertaining character, I would say, for sure. I like his, like, chemistry between him and Kiki, uh, kind mm-hmm. of, where it's, like, weirdly, like, she just kind of hates him and is kind of put off by him. And then she's just like, oh, my God, he's, he's so cool, and I like him. And, like, they actually have, like, a really good, decent friendship. Which mm-hmm. I thought was kind of yeah. nice, and I I always I liked like those char- I liked his him as a character a lot. So well, they do they do a good job of building that because you know you end up liking the kid, and then at the end of the movie he's in big danger. Yeah. So yeah. it makes sense that you know you as the audience member like him, and you're like, oh no, I sense the danger because I like him because like Kiki also likes him. So yeah. Yep. Not to mention, like it was a it was a great build up to, like, uh, their friendship. I think, yeah, yeah, friendship. I'd say, and like how it was just like he was just like, you get out of here. And Tom was like, but planes though. Yeah, and uh, it it was kind of a nice like, oh hey. You kind of, you kind of cool, man. You kind of, you figuring out how to build a plane with your feet, sure. With your feet. Yeah, it's it's a feet plane. Yes. And yeah. and me and Miyazaki also keep it in tone with his uh his plane fetishism. His uh, plane, you know, because he's got <laughs> like Quentin Tarantino. Yeah, with feet. <laughs> Tarantino <laughs> and his feet fetish. Miyazaki yeah. and his plane fetish. You know, because <laughs> like. In this movie, obviously, Kiki's flying on a broom, and then he's got this kid who literally, uh, Tombo makes, like, a plane with a bike, and then he's yeah. also fantasizing about the Zeppelin, and I'm like, okay, we get it, Miyazaki, you love aeronautics and flying machines. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, we get it. You They're love cool. flying. It's like, it's honestly, honestly, it's like me and trains. It's like me and tra- <laughs> I've recently garnered a big love for trains. Did, don't know did, why. Do you, don't know. Do, are you just gonna write a train in every single one of your movies then? Well, I, you ever make the... it's work. It that's how it starts. Is I um, years ago wrote a play about a guy waiting for a train at a train station, and then I decided I was gonna make a D and D campaign about a ghost train. Oh and my then God. recently, I wrote uh, a radio play that takes place on a train. There you go. See? I don't know why I like I love trains. Is, is that why like we we parked it uh, on a street in Los Angeles, and there was a train going by, and you're like, I need five minutes. Uh, just stay here. I got I got to do uh, some thing. I did not go to the bathroom to whack off to a train. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say that. You just said I gotta go five minutes. Gotta take care of something. Anyway. Oh my god. <laughs> um, and well, you know what's really great is uh, Corey, you'd be really good at uh. You know, location casting because the first thought is okay. We need to film this uh, this love scene. Oh, do it on a train, dude. Do it on a train, man. And then that literally, literally, you'll make millions every time because you're like the guy that just knows the place, and you all your only answer is oh, just do it on a train. Everyone's like, yeah, that's a great idea. They fall in love really hard. Their their love is moving at the speed of a train. So just like. Making out with a train, uh, the, the <laughs> world's passing them by, <laughs> and then, <laughs> and this is how right here, this give is me, how give me, Corey becomes a millionaire. Give me a scenario, and I'll find a reason that it needs to be on a train. Um, 
Uh, bathroom. I'm trying to make it a real doozy. Say Some, it again. Someone's, someone's got to take a wicked poop. I need to hear that one more time. Uh, he's got to take a wicked poop. Well, it's obviously needs to be on a train, because um, <clears throat> when you when you get a tense scene, because say this character might like need to but can't because of things that are beyond his control, um, you get you get more uh, enhanced when you realize that he is um, Jake Gyllenhaal and he is stuck in a time loop in an eight minute oh. time loop on a train. That that time in loop Chicago. becomes a time poop. Am I right? You're right. Yeah, when you're right. Dang. That's a terrible reference to the movie. Source code. <laughs> source code. Gotta love that source code reference that nobody knows because that movie nobody saw. <laughs> it okay, okay. Source source code. In my opinion, was a very good movie. Oh yeah, no, it's awesome. I love that movie. It's it's really good. Really underrated. But we should probably do final thoughts. Yeah, I guess so. Now we're talking about source code over here, so. Again, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so lost in source code. I forgot what was yeah. still going on. Uh, should we do like final thoughts on all the Ghibli movies? Uh, Kiki, and then all of them. You did your final thoughts on Kiki. Yeah, I already, I'm finished with mine. I thought it was I when I was young. I thought it was a fun movie. I always wanted to fly. Well, I guess I'll get I'll, I'll do it. I guess. <laughs> Um, my final thoughts, I guess, on Kiki's is, uh, it's a great movie. It's, it's enjoyable. It's, it's wonderful. Uh, I give this a source code movie out of 10. <laughs> uh, so. Adi- just kidding. Additional final thoughts. Um, <laughs> I really like the, I really like all of it in like the, um, the way it was presented. Like it wasn't just like. Oh, you're making potions and do brewing a, a witch's brew. It was just kind of like, yeah, I can fly, talk to a cat, and um, now I can deliver. I could be Postmates to people again. It's kind of cool. Not so, sure Postmates is 100% accurate. Because yeah, in, po- in Postmates, you have to send an order and then receive one. Kiki's delivery service, she just takes it from... Someone who wants to give it to someone else. Oh no! Yeah, it's definitely oh, not Grubhub though, because Grubhub's trash. I yeah. Know. It's okay. You can fuck up. Oh my God! Mitch is pulling the Mitch is pulling the fake crying. <laughs> I didn't know it was supposed So Mitch has this unique talent to cry on command, and he's doing it in front of me right now. It was supposed to be serious. I'm fucking I don't know how he can do it with a smile, too. It's it's Postmates. Yeah, okay. I'll give it a Postmates out of 10. (laughs) But anyway, so you should talk about the final, final, final thoughts. Yeah, all the final thoughts. All the final thoughts of overall movies Mm -hmm. of what we watched and what we watched. I don't think there's any other senses. Yeah. Touch, feel, Uh hear. Yeah. Um, what's the fifth one? What's the fifth one? What sight? Yeah. Taste? Yeah. Do you, do you taste the movie? You will. I guess. <laughs> I could taste. Sometimes I think I could taste the the food that they make in anime. Oh god, the food! I forgot about that. But uh, final thoughts. But final thoughts. Sorry. <laughs> Mitch. Um, as always, Jubilee movies are my life and blood, and I will, uh, do anything to protect Hayao Miyazaki at all costs. Yes, I, I think um, I think 
it, I, I love how each movie is vastly different from the next but yet still keeps its um composure together where it comes like with the art with the landscapes with the animation um with the music with the character development with the stories they're all just like um playing in harmony and obviously gives this great good feel these these topics that typically are like heavy or um, not too many people would be like joyous about and they turn it into the, this happy-go-lucky tongue-in-cheek just mm-hmm. fun times that you just kind of sit and you're like yeah mm-hmm. yeah um right yeah studio ghibli is like something i've been i mean i've been a fan of ghibli movies for a very long time i've been watching a bunch of their movies when i was young and you know it's as much as people like to say, oh, that's like the basic white girl. Like, it's like the Starbucks of uh, anime. But you know what? Honestly, Ghibli opened up the doors to a lot of creativity and to a lot of wonderful storytelling and really imaginative storytelling. And I definitely cannot discredit anything. And honestly, I think Studio Ghibli is one of the most influential like animation companies out there. And I personally think that their movies are amazing and spectacular and if there is any way you guys can get like your hands on a studio ghibli movie i think you will probably not be disappointed unless you're watching maybe like two of them i i will Mm. highly recommend not to watch goro miyazaki movies because uh hayao miyazaki's (laughs) son decided to make movies and they're not good um he made up on poppy hill and uh tales of Earthsea, which we did not i have not seen either but Corey has seen at least up on poppy hill but yeah it's it's just it it's just a a movie that's a little all over the place yeah and i heard in like tales of Earthsea, i heard it's just bad but like but typically when you watch him like a ghibli movie you're 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 going to get a lot out of it and Mm -hmm. i mean personally i love this studio i mean no matter what people say I think it's a great studio to like to just watch great film in general. It's just a great movie, yeah. That you're going to be sitting and watching, so and they're all highly imaginative and interesting. Yeah. Well. Well. Cool. I think I love the animation quality of every Ghibli film. Um, it's always just so well made. They really perfect the animation. They just they've. Hayao Miyazaki and his team have all really done a great job of capturing, you know, human emotion in the best way through, like, 2D hand-drawn. I think they're digital. I think a lot of them are digital now, right? Yeah, um, when Marnie was there, was, I, I could imagine digital, because I couldn't imagine but, hand-drawn that shit. I mean, still, these movies, like, look amazing. And then, orchestrally, like, Joe, uh, yeah, Joe Hisashi and a couple other composers I mentioned tonight. Uh, just I love, I love music. No surprise. So when it's incorporated well into these movies, it's really just there's a majesty and a fantasy that comes with it. Because essentially, like all two D is a a a metaphor of life. You know, it's like it's not actuality. It's always you know kind of like a looking glass into like life through the hand-drawn characters and the hand-drawn scenes so when the music is incorporated to it really adds to the fantasy and the majesty of animation so in, in 
in total I'm trying to find a word that fits but ending uh, Studio Ghibli does an amazing job with animation yeah mm-hmm. they're like the grandfather like the poobah of yeah, like grand animation poobah, the grand boy. poobah the big boy the big boy of animation like I would think um, like how Ryan was saying it's like oh you know this is just a you just this is little toddler baby hour with anime. Yeah. You, you don't you don't you don't know what a real anime is. But I'm like, even without like the anime standpoint, I think just as a movie, like as just like a film, mm-hmm. uh, is it still holds up like to itself. Yeah. Like, um, there's a lot of uh aspects and uh ways about it that really are like feats in its field and in filming that are just gorgeous and that are um i would say really um uh spectacular and just puts themselves out there and like try to like um always test something else with animation or test something else with like a film or a shot or like how things should look yeah i'm gonna actually piggyback off of what you just said mitch like these are movies that are like really stand the test of time like these movies came out in, like the 80s and 90s and you know they've i mean they've been making movies since you know they for such a long time like i think 30 years now and mm. uh they, they just really hold up like these are movies that stand the test of time and i think no matter how old you are no matter what age you are and like what year this was made or whatever these movies are all incredible and they just like I could watch any of these movies anytime, anywhere, any place and love them just as much as the first time I saw them. And I mm-hmm. think that really just goes to show the quality of movies they make. And I just really appreciate that every time I turn on a studio Ghibli movie, you know, it's just you just get that feeling whenever you, you watch it and it's just I think that's really it really just says something about like the quality and the type of movies they make. Truly splendid. What a beautiful episode. Yeah. It was just as <laughs> Such beautiful grace. as birth. The miracle yes. of birth. So, so want to yeah. watch my home videos of me, my mom giving birth to me? I hope you guys enjoy it. I think yeah. it'll be great. That's that's next week's topic. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> the, <birth laughs> the miracle of, of birth. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, we're going to continue uh, on OVA Virtual experimenting with... Um, kind of what what style we have and what we're going for um so next week we'll have like a new topic and you know i think it's true season five is the season for kind of just testing the waters a little bit we're trying to change up how we do the show just here and there so ask that Mm -hmm. you kind of work with us here a little bit as each week we kind of give you something a little different (laughs) so thank you all for watching i still did not write down an outro like how to how to out the show (laughs) out the show um let's see uh mitch take it away take it away oh take us out fly me to the moon